Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. much for joining us on Tuesday night it is episode number 24 for your Tuesday November 28th 2023 I am your host JD from New York as always coming to you live my co-host and very good friend Andrew Baydala this is Tuesday night Titans a shirtless I should say Andrew Baydala oh my goodness bro what the fuck is going on here man hey man you can thank Phil for this all you creeps that were hitting me up and everyone was like, are you going to be naked? Well, here we are. Listen, I had to go hatless on Saturday night. I did it for at least an hour. This man is a man of his word. Clearly, I was a man of my word. We lost the bet, man. We didn't expect uh, Mr. CM Punk to show up on Saturday night as Triple H trolled the entire WWE universe. Hey, it is what it is, baby. You it know, is, it is what it is. Well, it what's, is the, what what's, is. what's the temperature in Minneapolis, man? What is it like? Fucking five 11. degrees. 11 degrees. I was close. Yeah. It's crazy. So this this is going to happen for like, I don't know, five minutes, guys. I'm going to put on my shirt. We're going to get down to business. Yeah. I'm going to take off the big headphones. I just, I you know, you can't be taken seriously sitting like this. Right no, now. no, no, no. Well, well uh, Drew is a man of his word. He's going to put, uh, uh, he's going to put his shirt on. Yes, I got the, uh, I'm wearing the Roman Reigns 1,000 days uh, track jacket on my end. Listen, I know people, some people in the chat are like, what the hell's going on? Why does Drew not have a shirt on? And I'm like, listen, I mean, it was a bet. It was, I lost a bet. I keep myself in good oh. shape. It was a bet. Oh, man. Listen, listen. Um, We're going to get into, man, what a fucking monumental week this was, man. Holy shit. I, don't, I, still, I still can't believe what happened. I'm watching Monday Night Raw, and I can't believe we got a graphic on Monday night with CM Punk. Live on Monday Night Raw with a live microphone. I, I mean, we're going to get into literally everything. We're going to break this thing down. I know Drew and I don't really agree on what happened last night on Monday Night Raw. Before he puts his shirt on, man, what was your initial reaction? No, I can't do this without a shirt on. No, no. Well, well, I'm going well, to stop the camera go get my shirt. I'll be right back. Yeah, go ahead. Um, we're we're going to get into all this. We got CM Punk news. We're going to talk about... What happened at Survivor Series? We're going to get Drew's initial reaction. We're going to get to the point of how all of this became CM Punk back in WWE. We're going to go over what happened on Monday Night Raw. I did not agree with the promo. I thought the promo was actually less than... It wasn't a bad promo. It wasn't a bad promo. It was not on the level of what we were expecting after being away for 10 years... And having to wait three hours to watch CM Punk in a WWE ring. I get why people were upset. I get why people are hopeful. I get why people did like it. It wasn't my cup of tea. Or in this case, a cup of coffee. It just wasn't for me. It didn't really hit. I thought they could have did things a little bit better. 
We got news that Triple H wasn't there. Did that factor into anything? Bruce Pritchard ran the show. We got news on how CM Punk and his time was cut. We'll get into that. We got AEW news. We'll go over MJF and the torn labrum. We'll go over Jay Cargill, the news on Sasha Banks. I mean, we have a loaded fucking show. Episode 24 is shaping up to be probably the biggest show that Drew and I did. Yes, we'll get into the Brian Danielson thing as well. Uh, he was on the disciplinary committee that actually fired CM Punk from AEW. We're going to get into it all. Now that Drew's got a shirt on, he's got his espresso, he's got his his earphone in, not the mm-hmm. giant ones that I usually wear. No. Let's get down to business, man. Um, I'm going to shoot you a question, and then you're going to start to show off like we usually do. Your initial Let's reaction. Your initial reaction on Saturday night when you watched Survivor Series. What was oh. your thought when you heard that music come out? Were you shocked? I mean, just explain how you were feeling in that moment. Yeah, I mean, come on. Let's be real here. Nobody, I mean, I understood that the possibility of CM Punk showing up at Survivor Series uh, in Chicago was real. Um, I just didn't think WWE would do it. Now, I'm going to give WWE a lot of credit and Triple H a lot of credit because this was the perfect place to do it if you really wanted to keep it a surprise, which it was. It was an absolute shock to me. It was an absolute shock to my son. And it was an absolute shock to my buddies who were with us watching um, the pay-per-view premium live event. My buddies know that, you know, I get some stuff or whatever um, in terms of information. Uh, And they had said that they had never seen like a genuine reaction out of me. I really just don't, I, I don't, like pop. Um, I'm, I've been pretty numb to a lot of things and that one got me out of my seat. Um, and it was good. It was a good reaction. But to that point, the reason I made the bet was because I just thought the WWE was not going to do this. Now it was genius because had they had waited for the rumble, which I thought they would have, the rumble seemed like the time and the place they got to put Phil on a corporate, uh, excuse me, a private corporate flight. Right? So someone somewhere is going to get the manifest They're going to, you know, some sort of, you know, agent might see it. You never know who knows somebody. They leak it. This was the way to not have anything leak. CM Punk showed up, like, I want to say a half an hour before you're scheduled to walk out of the the curtain uh, and just showed up. And I, you know, I don't know the inner workings of everything else. I think the contract was signed that afternoon. But he literally drove himself to the arena. And while the show was going on. I, this was fantastically done by WWE, and um, it was one of those moments. I said it on Twitter, X. It was a moment in time. I never thought I would see it. Never. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm i actually still in some sort of shock. Obviously, not as much as we were on Saturday, going into Sunday, and then into Monday. But the initial reaction that I got was, I'm happy. I'm happy he's here. Some yeah. pe- Some people are not happy. Some people... You know, they're treating it like the Cody situation. There are a lot of people even now that I know that don't like Cody because they feel Cody's a traitor. And I I get that sense in this way with CM Punk as well. And and it's okay. You cannot like Cody for why he left AEW. You cannot, you know, uh, you know, let everybody kind of sway your decision on that. If you don't like Cody, you don't like Cody. If you don't like CM Punk for doing this and he's a hypocrite, which we'll get into. I know Drew's probably got a lot to say about that. Fine. But I mentioned, Drew, that I'm happy he's here because, you know, at the end of the day, you and I can sit here and every other podcaster in the community can sit here and say what we have to say about CM Punk. Was CM Punk wrong in his behavior in AEW? Absolutely. I'm I'm sure he knows that as well. He was not the only guilty party there. There was a ton of variables that led to his demise in AEW. But what the thing is, 
you know, this is his last time. This is his absolute last chance in the business. WWE was the only place for him to go. CM Punk is not going to hinder his decision on what Andrew Baydala and what fucking JD from NY has to say or Solomonster or any of these guys that talk about pro wrestling. He's not going to he's not going to hinder his decision on that. So at the end of the day, I'm like, all right, if he's going to be here, let's enjoy it. I don't give a shit if people call him a hypocrite because I'm going to take what he's doing. He's making money for himself. We're going to make money off CM Punk, put him in the title, put him in the thumbnail, fucking clickbait the shit out of people. We're going to talk about it. It's a hot topic. I'm going to make my money off it, too, and I'm going to enjoy it and sit in my bubble as a fan and enjoy the chaos. So at the end of the day, who gives a shit about his personal problems? Who gives a shit if he's a hypocrite? He's on TV, and he makes TV better at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm not quite sure um, why everybody gets so emotionally invested into, like, where these guys and girls end up. Yeah. To me, I don't get it. Uh, Again, I put a tweet out, an ex- this is like when if Bret Hart was able to go back to WWE, WWF at the time in the 2000s and have matches against Angle, uh, a red hot Triple H, uh, a new Undertaker, which he had never even faced. Shawn Michaels again. Right. And because Shawn came back, you yes. know, too. So, I mean, there's so many options for CM Punk, Phil Brooks, that when he returned, I, I, again, it was inevitable, in my opinion, whether it was at the Rumble, WrestleMania, the night after WrestleMania, or what we saw at Survivor Series, I always believed that CM Punk was going to get back into a WWE ring. It just was going to matter of dollar cents. And I'm sure hammering out some things. It's a three-year deal. Uh, I think it's, it's, I think WWE's protected themselves. And I think CM Punk is going to play ball because realistically, like you stated, this is going to be Phil Brooks, CM Punk's probably last, unless he decides to resign. If everything goes well, major contract with a professional wrestling organization in terms of an active wrestler. This will put him at, what is he now, 40-something? He's 45 45 years old, I believe. So he'll be 48, uh, 49 at the end of this contract if it sees through. I don't understand the hate. I don't. And the whole Cody Rhodes comparison, you know, I've said this before, CM Punk was a WWE guy who went to AEW. And I want to say this, for all, all the stuff that Tony Khan and AEW is getting, because, ah, look who they have now. I think that we owe Tony Khan and AEW a lot of thanks and gratitude because they pulled CM Punk out of his condo in Chicago, got him to wrestle full-time, basically, in AEW, and reignited the fire and gave him back the itch and the bug. Now, it didn't work out over there, but Tony and AEW, I am thankful that they got CM Punk back into professional wrestling, and... I understand they probably didn't want to see their investment end up with the competition, especially WWE, but I am thankful nevertheless. Yeah, and I know Tony Khan's been getting a lot of unnecessary bullshit this week because of this move. Oh, he dropped the ball and blah, blah, blah. Listen, Tony Khan is not the only one to blame. There are, uh, again, like I said, a bunch of variables there, and we are now moving forward. Seems like the fan base cannot grasp with the idea of moving forward. Tony Khan needs to ignore all of this the best he can, and he needs to move forward with putting on a great TV product because this next stretch of four weeks may be some of the most important in the entire year for AEW. Going into the tournament, finishing the tournament strong, continuing to provide great TV, playing out the biggest storyline in the history of the company with now an injured champion, which we'll get into, and then World's End. And then the reveal of the devil. There's a lot of there's a lot of shit going on. He needs to make sure that everything is correct and all of his eggs are lined up and in that basket. Nice and tucked away and nicely wrapped. 
So we, we, Tony Khan cannot worry about CM Punk. And yeah. he may he may be upset about it. He he had to expect what was coming. It's not like he's an idiot. He knew he knew what was happening here. Uh, I truly believe that you know if we're gonna go down this rabbit hole, I think CM Punk forced his way out of AEW. I think he didn't want to be there after he came back. Um, they announced Collision. He tried his damnedest, and I just think that CM Punk saw some writing on the wall and was just like, "You want to know what? I want out. Yeah. I want out real bad." And I, and basically, what happened was is that Punk took the opportunity which was presented. He didn't like manufacture this. Jack Perry said what he said. Punk had, you know, right to go over to him and talk to him. Things got physicals, bunch of security, some um, crew people who had to pull a, you know, pull them apart. And that's why CM Punk got fired. But, you know, um, I think CM Punk wanted out. And for the hypocrite promos and everything else like that that I see everywhere, I understand. I get it. We've talked about it. CM Punk buried WWE. Uh, CM Punk said, you know, a bunch of things when he returned. Um, to AEW, and I understand, but a lot of people say a lot of things and people grow up. And realistically, I think CM Punk was in a company that he thought was going to be kind of like WWE, but he could kind of be the old dog like Taker was and Terry Funk. And they, those kids and those men wanted nothing to do with him. Nothing. Yeah. So now he's with WWE, and he's just going to be another cog in that wheel. Hopefully a big and, one. And he's he's working with people that are his his equal or, or greater. Yeah. And he doesn't have to worry about, you know, maybe one or two youngsters coming up and asking him, hey, can you help me with this? Or what's your take on this? Can you guide me to do this better or whatever it may be? He, he's not walking into a WWE locker room where you're going to have a bunch of Jungle Boys and Darby's and Sammy Guevara's and... Daniel Garcia's who are, you know, fresh off, you know, not really the indies, but they're, they're relatively new to TV. They haven't been doing this long. He, he's going to be working with equals. He's going to be working with people that are greater than him. And, and like you said, he's just going to be another cog in the wheel, which I hope that they don't make him into. He, he needs to be something that really kind of shocks the system. But I don't think he's going to do what he did in AEW over here, uh, not only because of the whole maturity thing and him growing up. He's not physically going to be allowed to do that here. Triple H is not going to run a sloppy shop here. He's not going to be able to get away with that in this locker room. I mean, they'll have his head on the fucking wall before he can even blink. So I know he's going to be on his best behavior, and I don't think the fans really grasp that aspect of it. It's a totally different style of professional wrestling slash sports entertainment, too. AEW, I, I think the style for AEW was detrimental to Punk at his age, uh, I say the same thing about Brian Danielson. I mean, look how many injuries those both men had since signing John Moxley, since signing with AEW. Yeah. You know, um, these guys need to basically have their minutes managed and their bumps managed as well, which means, you know, when you're talking about, you know, professional sports, a lot of pitchers and basketball players have pitch counters and ma they manage their minutes. The same thing goes with these big superstars who are getting up there in age you know their bump cards are already full they've done all the things uh and taken all the risks on the indies to make a name for themselves doesn't mean they still can't do it but it needs to be you know tapered down a little bit and at AEW it really wasn't and I and I love that style you know there's a reason why AEW is the alternative I don't want AEW to become WWE light because then it's just like I'm gonna watch WWE because they're the best at what they do in terms of that style of professional wrestling. 
The reason why I enjoy AEW is because they're the the alternative. It's not something I sit down and watch with my son. It's a it's a me thing. Yeah, and it's something that and it is an adult based wrestling company. Now, I mean, there's not you know tits and ass, um, but there's it's a hardcore style of wrestling to a certain extent. It's hard hitting. There's blood, um, the language, everything else. WWE is more family friendly, and it's something I can enjoy with my kid. And AEW is something that I like to watch on my own. I don't want the two to become the same company because no. I'm going to choose WWE. I, I am. Yeah. And I know that people were mad about the punk promo. If you want to get into this or if you want to continue where we're going, no, no, listen, I mean, uh, we, we might as well get into it. Um, uh, I, I know I wanted to gauge your reaction on what happened Saturday leading into the week. I, I guess we could start at Monday and then we'll kind of backtrack. Uh, everything kind of just materialized on Saturday. Like you alluded to already contract was signed on Saturday uh, it was something that came about in the 10 days. It's not that, you know, all these teases that they did was leading to Punk. Nakamura had nothing to do with Punk. Corey Graves had nothing to do with Punk. Seth Rollins had nothing to do with Punk. I don't know if that came directly from management. Maybe it was a situation where they wanted to gauge, hey, this guy's out there. People want to see him. If they want to see him, we'll maybe think about bringing him in, engage interest, and kind of subtly maybe just throw it out there that, you know, people will say hook, line, and sinker. They're talking about punk, but we're really not alluding to punk. But Survivor Series Chicago leads into Monday. It is the most hyped Monday Night Raw, I believe you said, Drew, since since Bret Hart showed up on yeah. Monday Night. Yeah, I mean, I, I cannot remember a Monday Night Raw where there were so many eyeballs going to be just locked on a person appearing in a WWE ring. We knew Bret was a, a shell, unfortunately, and we had a, he had a match with Vince at WrestleMania, which set, that set everything up. But it was more along Bret and Sean having that interaction. This was all about Phil, CM Punk being in that ring, the WWE ring. That's what it was all about. So we get to Monday. It genuinely felt like a Raw after WrestleMania. It was Raw after Survivor Series. Uh, I thought the show was uh, a thumbs down show. I liked some aspects of the show. But I felt putting CM Punk on at the end of the show with what he was given, and then reports came out that he had his time cut, might have been a bad choice. In retrospect, looking back at it before the show started, you kind of want to lead into it if you're running a business or a show and you want to grab people's attention and kind of lead them to the end of the show and have them wait. Fine. It's a good decision. But with what we got, I feel I feel like Phil should have opened the show to begin Monday Night Raw last night. I did not like the promo. I didn't say it was a bad promo. I just didn't like the way it was presented. And with him going on the air at 10.54, it felt like giving CM Punk five minutes after 10 years and waiting three hours really fucking pissed me off as a fan. Now, Drew, I'll let you have the floor. I didn't like it. I felt like it was basically they neutered CM Punk and it was corporate CM Punk, PG Punk out there. I love you guys. I missed you guys. I'm back. All right. I'm home. The fuck are you back for? Why don't you tell us where you were or allude to where you were and, you know, maybe bring up Seth Rollins fucking cursing at you, you know? Give me something else. What the fuck are you doing here? This was my point. What are you doing here? Cody just announced himself for the Royal Rumble. How come CM Punk can't say, I'm back to win the fucking world championship. I'm back to do something I didn't do in my last go around here. And that's main event WrestleMania. I don't give a shit who the fucking champion is. Roman Reigns, I got my eye on you. Seth Rollins, you can sit there and yell at me all you want. I'm entering the Royal Rumble along with Cody Rhodes. I, that would have been monumental. Right there. 
We got. We, he said nothing. He did not say anything. I know you feel differently. Why do you feel differently? Well, first of all, um, this this might get a little heated. So me and JD, you know, we're going to go back and forth here, but it's going to be mutual respect. The comment of um, making CM Punk at the end was stupid. No, you just had your your uh, 18-month Randy Orton legend in WWE return, and to throw CM Punk out there first would have totally taken away from a man who has been completely loyal to the company and has really been a backbone, a cornerstone to this company which is Randy Orton. You throw CM Punk out there and you make Randy, you know, the back burner of this. No. And the whole moment of Monday Night Raw, truthfully, was seeing CM Punk in a WWE. Punk could have said nothing. He could have crossed his legs in the middle of the ring or at the top of the uh, ramp, sat there and just said, I'm back, bitches, and put the mic down and that would have been it. You all are reading way too much into this. CM Punk's minutes were cut, blah, blah, blah. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe that's been reported. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. The whole Bruce Pritchard running the show, yeah, that's accurate. But again, you don't think Triple H was in there like directing and basically had a hand in what transpired? Yeah. It wasn't like, go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't want to cut you off, but a lot of people made a big deal about that, asking my opinion about that all day. You don't think Triple H overseen and seen what was on the script? Bruce Pritchard was just there as a puppet, like Triple right. H ran the show. Right, and all Bruce is doing is tie, go out, it get yep. that fit that we got to go, blah blah blah, fade to black, all this other stuff. So cut that shit again. You don't do that to Randy. Randy took eighteen months to get back from a serious injury, and he is one of your main focal points. Not to mention you morons. Randy's going over to SmackDown to take on your tribal chief. He is a focal point, a focal point of the WWE storyline right now. Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. CM Punk, give it some time. What did you want him to do? 
You wanted him to go on WWE no. television and bury no. AEW? No, I didn't. I never said that. Uh, but do you want him to talk about guys he can't work with or will never work with ever again? Oh, those those Who? morons, the box and Kenny. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want him to mention anything there. So what do you want from the guy? You want him to sit there and be like, "Hey, I'm going after the world championship. I'm going to declare for the Rumble. I'm going to beat the shit out of Steve Austin at WrestleMania." Like he's it's it's one night. It's one night. Why one we night. We waited ten fucking years. And you got the moment. That was the moment. Man, the moment was CM Punk. That was the moment. That was what moment? We got the moment on Saturday. I you got a live microphone in this guy's hand. I love you guys. I'm home. I don't give a fuck if you're home or not. I want to see how how the fucking place is furnished. What you deal with here? What type of neighborhood you? Live. He got nothing. He told me nothing. Well, do you do you think that? Punk is going is not going to be called out for that by Seth Rollins if they're headed into a feud. Do you maybe think that CM Punk said some things that are going to elicit a response from this locker room? Because it is. Their whole feud is go Punk and Rollins are working together. And the whole thing that they're going to base this thing upon was that Seth Rollins stayed and planted that WWE flag time and time again. And CM Punk is basically full of shit. And he came back for money and everything else like that. And that's the route they're going to take. And pa- and Rollins can't stand him, everything else like that. So for Punk to say, hey, I missed you guys. I'm home. This feels like home, everything else. He also did the Bret Hart line in the beginning. Well, I guess hell froze over, which a lot of people didn't pick up on. We are going to see where Punk is headed in terms of a face or a heel. Because he might be made out to be a bullshit artist. On WWE TV, he might play into that, and he might become some really nasty shit on WWE TV that, you know, we have maybe maybe a, a, a heel character like Bret Hart in 97. Maybe. I don't know, man. I Listen, I, I'm not worried about the story right now because Royal Rumble is what? Two months away. I'm not worried, mm-hmm. about, I'm not, I'm not worried about them telling story right now. Like, mm-hmm. you got to give me more after waiting 10 years and waiting three hours for five minutes. Well, what did you want, though? Exactly what um, I told you. I want. I wanted anti fucking. I wanted anti establishment punk. That's what we need. CM Punk on television is a great thing. Fine, but I don't need. I don't need fucking pussified punk. Well, you got. That's what we got last night. We we got fucking. It looked like he was wearing a baseball cap all day. Took the fucking cap off. His hair was all fucking smushed. He had hat hair. He's out there. He he had just this this demeaning look about him. Like like he, he he's happy he's here. But at the same time, it also looked like he's not happy to be here. And yet, he may be a bullshit artist, but I just felt like what we got last night was what everybody was fearing. And I don't really know how to put that into words. Like, it was almost like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, this is what we waited for, for three hours? Uh, well, well, again, um, I, he can't go into, he can't talk about AEW. I know he can't, he can't talk, talk about AEW because he's got right. the NDAs. I get it. Right, all right. But he can't talk. And what does he want him to do? Talk about people he's never going to work with again? Yeah. No. So, again, you know, let the man have a, a, another week and we'll see where things are going. I, I think the story here is how, you know, happy CM Punk is to be back, right? And Seth Rollins is going to be like, you're such a fake phony, all this other bullshit. And, again, Bret Hart said the same shit. The same shit about WWF and Vince McMahon when he left. Okay. And I know a lot of different things happened. Unfortunately, his brother died. He was screwed. I, I hear you. But Brett came back too and said the same shit. 
And then he praised WWE up and down, blah, 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 blah. Now he's no longer, you know, working with them in any sort of capacity. And I love Brett, but, you know, Brett has a very strong opinion on a lot of things. Sometimes they come off too strong, but Brett's a legend and I respect Brett's opinion. CM Punk is back. Let's see what happens. I'm not going to take this whole, like, let's let it play out type of atmosphere, but you really couldn't expect too much from Punk on night one. The moment was CM Punk in the middle of that ring. You guys want, you complain about long-term booking and they don't give you, they don't give you everything in one night. And you're like, what the hell? I want to see you guys next week. We want to continue this ratings bonanza that I don't know if we got yet. Are they out? No, the ratings that come out from Monday Night Raw. All right. <clears throat> well, Punk's going to be on Raw next week, I would assume. I wouldn't be shocked if Punk is in Brooklyn. I, if that's all going to depend on, like, you know, if Punk is, when he signed his contract, if he's exclusively working Mondays, who knows? I don't know. Nobody knows yet. But, again, it's weekly episodic television. They want you to tune back in. The moment of CM Punk being in a WWE ring was it. Nobody expected it. Nobody expected it. I would. I didn't expect it six months ago. I didn't. So, I mean, it's been 10 years. He was soaking it all in. I get it. It wasn't what you guys wanted. But this isn't, you know, Punk from 12 years ago. He's not going to be this rebel renegade out of the gate. How does that work? You're just going to come in and shit on the company you just signed with? You look fucking, you look even worse than what you, you stated before. You know what, guys? Like, I came here for the money. I came here. What, what do you want him to say? You know he came here for the money. You know he came here for the next opportunity to keep himself on television. Probably the last opportunity he's going to get. You wanted to bury the WWE? All right, let's let's go there. He came back. He says, "I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money." Isn't that yeah. something? Isn't that something a heel would say? Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. you think people? Don't you think people would take that line and find him to be a, a massive bullshit artist? Like, I hey, man, I'm home, but I'm here to make money. I'm not here to make friends. I, I think the WWE is trying to. Um, like lessen the blow of what people are expecting and the perception of CM Punk as well. I really do. Because if Punk comes out here and he's like, he could have said, you know, like he said, guess hell froze over, et cetera, et cetera. But if CM Punk comes out here and totally just buries the company and says, you know, this and that, I don't want to, I didn't want to be here, but this was my only option. I mean, it looks bad. It looks terrible. So I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to see just how popular this man is. I mean, they touted that he was what? the most viewed social impressions they've ever had for something, 71 million. I, I just, it, it wouldn't make any sense for him to come out and just bury people, bury the company. Bury, I mean, he talked about the backstage stuff. How everything was. But uh, my, my, my point is he could have did more. He said nothing. That's the problem. A lot of people, it, it's not a promo that lives up to fucking what we know of CM Punk. He basically said nothing. If he said what I had reiterated to you, we would be in the same spot because Rollins has all the ammunition to work off of, even if he comes in and states, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, I'm here for the money, I'm here for the championships, you know, because that's why, that's why I'm back. That's what I wanted. I didn't accomplish that in my last go around here. Rollins has all the ammunition to work with there just based off that, but what did he say? I'm here to make money, not friends, and, you know, hell froze over. And he said, I'm home. And then everybody's running off of, oh, yeah, Rollins is, he re he mentioned CM Punk earlier in the night. And, and Rollins is going to definitely bring up what CM Punk said in this promo, the fact that he's home and people were hugging him and kissing him. And he, it feels like he's back, you know, where he belongs. I mean, well, it, he said just, some other things, too. So simplified. Like, come on, bro. 
But he talked about the wise man. He talked about how yes. people are claiming to be the best in the world when they're not. And I'm here to call out the frauds and the fakes and the phonies and the liars and all that other stuff. There was other things in that promo. I think you all expected a pipe bomb and it just wasn't, it wasn't going to happen. I mean, he could have tiptoed around some things and tried to get cute, but you don't think AEW and Tony Khan are sitting there watching that going, please mention us because I can get all my money back that I paid you. Of and course that's they it. are. Of course all right. Are. So, I mean, God, we need to like settle down and punk and Rollins is happening, whether it's mania or the rumble. I think it's the rumble. They got some time to build and the raws are just going to, people are going to keep tuning in and in and in because he is a CM punk is a polarizing figure. And I think you'll get a little bit more of that edgier punk as we get further down the road, because Seth is going to call him out for being a hypocrite Liar, bull. They are going to 100% talk about all the nasty shit he said about WWE because you can't escape it. You got to address the elephant in the room and it's coming. It's coming. You know, I said last night that uh, I'm going to give it time. I just felt like the whole fucking thing was deflating in the moment that we were listening to it. You can't really blame people for, for feeling that way after waiting three hours uh, on a show that really wasn't even all that great. And he really didn't do anything to add on top of that. You know, a lot of people were expecting, you know, a, a promo that really got into the into the meat of the matter, and you know, here we are waiting another week or another couple of weeks, and it's like, okay, you know, I get we got to be patient, but you're mentioning Rollins and, and Punk at, at at the Royal Rumble. What, why why the Royal Rumble and not WrestleMania? Why the Royal Rumble and not in Australia at the Elimination Chamber? Why the Rumble? Because I know mm. a lot of people are stating, well, if they do that, then they can do Punk and Austin at WrestleMania, which really isn't confirmed at all. I mean, it's just people fantasy booking at this point. Well, it is and it isn't. I know that WWE has reached out to Steve about doing something at WrestleMania. Don't know whether or not it's a match or anything else like that. They reached out to him for WrestleMania 39 as well. I don't know what the details were, but I can tell you that um, WWE is looking to have Stone Cold Steve Austin a part of WrestleMania 40. In what capacity? I have no idea. But I, I think to hold them off until WrestleMania is possible, that being Seth Rollins and CM Punk, but... The Royal Rumble is basically pretty much sold out, okay? If you headline it with Orton and Reigns, which is 100% where they're headed, and you headline it the other world title match with Rollins and Punk, man. And that way, you don't have to put CM Punk or Randy Orton in the Royal Rumble match because if you put those two men in the Rumble, and I understand, so, well, we can have CM Punk win the Rumble and he can go take on Rollins at WrestleMania, but then you sons of bitches will be sitting on here being like, this guy comes back, he trashes the company, now they're going to give him a main event at WrestleMania? So, I mean, which one is it? I think that they need the draw and the match should happen at the Rumble. If they could lock Steve into something at WrestleMania 40 by January, that's the way to go. I mean, the match doesn't have to, I mean, was the Kevin Owens match with Steve Austin a Matt Classic? No. No, the promos back and forth between Punk and Austin would be fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, wouldn't that be kind of the same thing? Hey, we're going to give him a main event at WrestleMania. All right. And then plan B is like, yeah, we'll put him in a, in a match at WrestleMania against one of the greatest ever. It's I like, think it's like, how, you know, at some point people are going to look at like, all right, well, you know, one is kind of like the same. <laughs> Both of these things are the same thing. Like Austin's no fucking pushover. No, and I, again, I think CM Punk is going to take some L's upon his return here. 
I, I don't think that CM Punk is going to come in and just absolutely like dominate. That's why I think the Royal Rumble is kind of out of the question. I think that's Gunther's Royal Rumble to win. I think Punk and Rollins happens at the Royal Rumble. Punk loses. Um, and I, you know, I think if Punk and Austin do face each other at WrestleMania, I think Austin goes over too. I really do. I, I don't, I think Punk is here to do business and whatever they ask of him, he's going to do. I would actually go and do the ballsy move of having Punk win the Royal Rumble. I do Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins at, at Royal Rumble and, and get match number two out of that. It's it's safe. McIntyre, you know, he's not winning the Royal Rumble. So what do you do with him? You 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 would rather him have a great match with Rollins on the undercard for the World Championship, go twenty five minutes, lose instead of putting him in the Royal Rumble, having him last ten minutes and then get eliminated by somebody that's not going to matter after the show's over. I get why people might want to do Punk and Rollins at the Royal Rumble because Orton and Roman and then Punk and Rollins on the undercard of Royal Rumble makes that probably one of the greatest Royal Rumbles ever as far as card, uh, card-wise. But, yeah, but, but I say I mean, g- give him the Royal Rumble. But what's, what's the big deal? I, I mean, I would love if WWE did that because it's not something that I know that they're thinking about. And if they did mm-hmm. that, it would be a ballsy move. And I'm all for, ball, I'm all for ballsy moves. So you're okay with them halting the upward trajectory of Gunther, it yes. seems. Yes. For CM Punk. Yes. I already talked about this. What I would do with Gunther is, and believe me, Drew and I talked about this several times, Gunther winning the Royal Rumble, it was my number one. You know, Cody's already announced himself for the Royal Rumble. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I don't need him to win the Royal Rumble again for a second year in a row. I think that's terrible. I know you talked about that as far as, you know, demographics and what the kids might think about that and, and all that stuff. But if Gunther is not wrestling Rollins at WrestleMania, we get Punk and Rollins, night one main event, we get Roman Cody, night two main event. And then Gunther, what do we do with Gunther? I know Gunther's already been interviewed about this several times. Just put him in the ring with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's going to need a solid opponent at WrestleMania. And I would keep the Intercontinental Championship on Gunther. And I would have Brock come back and say, you know, you talk about records. I've broken records before. I've bra- I broken mm-hmm. the Undertaker's record at WrestleMania. I'm gonna about to break your record. Put that Intercontinental title on the line against me. Imagine Gunther beating Lesnar as the Intercontinental Champion at WrestleMania, solidifying that reign. Listen, I don't hate I don't hate that plan at all. Yeah. Uh Lesnar's never won the IC title. Yes. I could see it. It would be great. Him and um Gunther would be fantastic television. I and I don't hate CM Punk winning the Royal Rumble. I just think again, um, it might not be everybody's like cup of tea, but Stone Cold Steve Austin CM Punk is a goddamn attraction. At it is an attraction. If they don't do it, they don't do it. I'm not gonna be mad at it. I'm just saying I think that there's a possibility now more than ever since CM Punk is a part of WWE. And Austin did just have a match two years ago, albeit a match on the fly, and it was basically a no-holds-barred match. I think they could work something out where those two, if if they both can agree, I think the time and the place is WrestleMania. I don't hate Gunther and Lesnar. It makes a lot of sense. I don't hate Rollins and Punk at WrestleMania too. I just really would like to see Gunther win the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania and win the Royal Rumble. Cody winning the Rumble, I don't think so. I think he's winning the Elimination Chamber. But I don't hate that WrestleMania card at all. At all. Uh, With Bash in Berlin, I don't know how they're going to factor Gunther into that. I don't know if they're going to maybe crown him around that time or at that show, being that it's overseas. I don't really know. You know, could. Gunther with the Intercontinental Championship. I mean, I don't, I don't know what they've done there with him. And now we're talking about WrestleMania and how we plan around WrestleMania with Punk now obviously in the fold. It's going to vastly change things. But with Gunther holding the Intercontinental Championship, they've been building Bronson Reed. They've been building Ivar. It looks like they've taken 
a back seat on Chad Gable. Ricochet doesn't really factor into anything over there. Uh, I don't know who really right now is on that brand that could realistically take that championship off of Gunther and, and make it legit enough to say, hey, that guy deserves it. So that's why I'm thinking, hey, let's do Punk and Rollins at WrestleMania and don't do it at the Royal Rumble because the Royal Rumble is always highlighted by the men's and women's Royal Rumble. The undercard's usually kind of weak anyway. But that's just my, that's the way I do it. I don't know how uh, you guys in the chat would feel about that. But. Yeah, I, I get it too. I, again, I think the take on Monday Night Raw is, is again, the match quality uh, besides Ray and Dom, you know, going back to this, um, I thought you're way out of bounds, but I get it. Um, you know, you had, the, they opened with Randy. Uh, the middle was Cody and kind of Seth. Then they closed realistically with Punk. So, I mean, it was everything you wanted to hit on a three-hour show, which at times is very long and sometimes unwatchable. But again, if Cody announces for the Royal Rumble, here's why I didn't think Punk should announce for the Royal Rumble. And if he's going to win it, whatever. Cody announces for the Royal Rumble, and then Punk comes on at the end and announces it. It takes away from Cody's announcement here. You know, that's just me. Let, let some things cook. Let something simmer. Because realistically, like, Cody's shown for the past, you know, how long has he been here? Two years now? Yeah. And he has really embraced this w, the WWE and the role and everything else like that. Realistically, I understand, you know, Punk made a name here in WWE, but he really, I say this with trepidation, but I'm going to say it. I think CM Punk is already on cracked ice and basically he needs to, you know, walk on eggshells and do the right thing and just, they need to play it safe with him. That's why, just my why, why are we worried about Cody uh, being overshadowed with his Royal Rumble announcement? Who cares? Well, because realistic. Okay. So do you remember anything from Survivor Series besides Punk's return? Maybe you remember Randy Orton interrupting the possible cash-in. But that's it. That's it. Well, the, men, the men's War Games match was weak. I mean, the only thing I really cared about that was uh, the RKO off of the cage by Orton on McDonough. And the only thing WWE highlighted time and time after again was CM Punk's return. Yeah. So right now, Punk overshadows everything you are doing, maybe with the exception of Roman. That's it. I mean, when you got almost 80 million views across all their social media platforms, it's tough to not really have that be the forefront and, and the focal point of everything. So I'm not really worried about hurting Cody's feelings about announcing somebody else for the Royal Rumble. We know you're going to finish your story, bro. Like it's, it's Like, it's already written in the fucking sand. I get it. It's not about hurting anybody's feelings. It's you don't want to like literally uh, take a, a shit on, on what you're doing with one person just to make another person. You don't do that. You don't do it. That's why Randy kicked off the show. You could have had Punk kick off the show, but realistically, nobody gives a shit after that. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. Majority of the fans don't give a shit after that. Like they, they, Randy's pop, everything else like that. Like you needed that. You need to make sure that you're staying loyal to those who are loyal to you. Like, I understand that's the shiny new car. Punk, he's back. First time in 10 years. But you don't give him everything in one night. And you don't make him the only person that is the focal point on that show. And they didn't. They, that's why WWE is in the position they're in. And unfortunately, AEW is in the position they are in. Well, yeah, I, I said the reason why Orton opened the show is exactly what you stated here. I said this myself last night. Now, I said, looking back at it now with what we, what we got and what developed... Look like it should have been reversed because waiting fucking three hours for five minutes wasn't really worth my time. I felt like I was shafted. You know, I use the analogy, well, you know, Punk came out there and hit a fucking sacrifice bunt instead of swinging for the fence. I mean, at least 
fucking give me one of them one of them big swings and at least hit it to the warning track. You know, show me some fucking power. He showed me nothing. But listen, we're going to agree to disagree. And I know some people liked it. Some people didn't. You can't hate on the people that didn't like it because this is what CM Punk is accustomed to. This is what we are accustomed to as CM Punk fans. We expect the best. He's the best in the world. And last night his promo was not the best. It was simple. Yeah. It was direct. It was sweet and to the point. And it may lead to something. It may not lead to something. But I know at the end of all this, Punk and Rollins are definitely going to cook with something. And I'm here for it. But I expected more after 10 years. You can't fault a CM Punk fan after all that. I know my guy Ibu, fucking backup hangman, he was fucking losing his mind. That That's what they gave us? Even he felt like we got shafted. Like, come on, man. You can't blame people for that. No, I'm not I'm not blaming anybody for their uh, opinions because everyone's entitled to them. And I'm not blaming anybody for feeling a certain way about a certain thing. I understand. I do. I get it. I will say after the promo, I was kind of like, okay, all right, well, have to see what happens next week. They're not going to give you everything in one night. And I understand a lot of you were expecting scorched earth CM Punk, but it just was, it, it was never going to happen. And it's, I don't think you're going to get anything you got from AEW Punk in WWE. Like those promos are not going to be that way. You won't. Here's another analogy. So what you're it, saying is he's going to be, he's going to be heavily monitored with what he's going to say here. To a certain extent, yeah. I mean, there might be some realism that they let him have in his promos and some unscripted stuff that maybe he's allowed to have. But I will say this. Do you think that MJF character right now with what he does, how he talks, everything else on a microphone, they're going to allow in WWE? No, we know. We know. We knew that already. Okay. So, what, so again, like what WWE is going to do is what WWE is going to do. And the, the renegade CM Punk burying everybody in AEW with the other company because he had no listen the reason Tony Khan released the man was because he never thought in a million years that he would see his investment walk over to WWE he just didn't think it was possible he hedged there's nah, it's not gonna happen let him go he was detrimental to the co company we're gonna let him go I don't think he'll ever end up in WWE and here we are okay so it, two different things. A lot of people were talking. Oh, the the collision or the rampage debut was way better than the WWE re debut. Well, no shit. I mean, what do we? I mean, come on. You're comparing apples to oranges. I mean, the man hadn't been seen on television in ten years. I mean, you got a a a, a person who was mad, angry, pissed off. You got that in AEW. You know, his promos are going to be way different in WWE. I would not expect WWE to allow CM Punk to go here and just eviscerate the whole roster. Not going to happen. Well, someone that tried to eviscerate CM Punk at the end of Survivor Series was Seth Rollins. He wasn't the only one mad coming out of Survivor Series. There was reports that Drew McIntyre was legit upset after the War Games match at the end of Survivor Series. Let's talk about those two situations, Drew. I looked at this Seth Rollins um, anger outburst at the end of the men's war games match, I saw from a couple of different angles, CM Punk was waving to the ringside area. Randy Orton was waving back at CM Punk. CM Punk did the whole Randy Orton pose. They embraced each other from afar. And Seth Rollins had a problem with this. He had to be restrained by Corey Graves, officials, and Michael Cole. And I saw a video of this, and I'm like... Seth Rollins is not going to go out there and just blatantly be this unprofessional as one of the flag bearers of this company and someone that Triple H looks at and trusts as far as the company is concerned. It, it screamed work immediately to me. And, and then people were talking about Drew McIntyre on the flip side. 
he walked out before Punk's music even hit. So when I saw that, I'm like, all right, well, he may think that CM Punk is a problem and he might not want Punk here because they were all tipped off before the War Games match actually happened. They were all notified that Punk was going to come out at the end. So he might have been upset about that and walked out and didn't want anything to do with it. Or Are you sure about that? Or, well, it's a possibility. Or... He was just in character because he didn't get the job done that the judgment they promised him. And it was all storyline as far as he is concerned as well. What do you think? Yeah, I think this is much to do about nothing. I think Seth Rollins is working. Um, there are three bona fide main eventers right next to Seth and the fucking announcers yeah. are the two that are holding him back. Give yeah. me a break. That's your first red flag. If there was anything seriously wrong, Cody, Randy, who was waving at punk in the ring or Jey Uso would have stopped Seth. I yeah. mean, Seth being held back, no no disrespect, Michael Cole. I know you're in good shape, but no. Is and, Corey, and Corey Graves, <laughs> Corey Graves, I mean, you know. I, I mean, Michael Corey. Cole was celebrating when Punk's music hit. I don't know if you've seen that video floating yeah. around on Twitter, too. He's oh, yeah. jumping up and down behind the commentary desk. Yeah, yeah. I think Michael Cole knew. I do not think the boys in the ring knew. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Um, Michael Cole knew, uh, and I think um, Corey Grace found out as soon as the music hit um, because they WWE was not going to take the chance of this leaking to anybody, um, and they did it very, very hush-hush. The whole Drew McIntyre thing, I just think he was pissed off because he was, storyline-wise, promised things that he didn't get. Yeah, And I think this is all leading to a, a vicious Drew heel turn, um, but what I got out of Monday night was that kind of seems storyline-esque, and I think him, Drew McIntyre, and Sami Zayn are headed for a program sooner rather than later, maybe culminating at WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm, I think, I'm for I think, that. I think Sami eliminates Drew in the Rumble. I'm all for that. I think that would be fantastic. I think Sami Zayn's going to be a world champion next year. That's 100%. Uh, I, I put that on Twitter. I think Sami Zayn is a champion after August of 2024. Yeah, I think uh, him beating Gunther for the world championship is the way to go, honestly. Ooh, that's that's wow. me. That, that would be monumental. That would be, oh my, that would be like Daniel Bryan-esque. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, I didn't really think much of the Drew McIntyre situation either. And, and Drew McIntyre, listen, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, he's angry with the company. He's angry with his contract. He's angry with the creative that they're giving him. He hasn't really negotiated. They're not, you know, uh, really anywhere close on a deal. So what? So so why are, we, why are we bringing that up now? He has till WrestleMania. There is still time to negotiate a deal. And you know why Drew McIntyre is as professional as they come. He is one of the faces that they look upon to do public relations. He is not going to be unprofessional in any way towards anybody in that company. If he has a problem, he's going directly to the man in charge to talk about that. He's not going to show that type of emotion on television because Drew McIntyre has never been that type of person. Ever. And the same thing with Seth. Like when Seth, when Seth said what he said, um, I thought to myself, eh, you know, I think it was the interview with Nick Hausman. I was like, yeah. eh, he probably means it, but I think him and Phil have probably, uh, CM Punk have probably patched things up. And truthfully, Seth went on a, a YouTube show called Last Meal, and he talked about how he's in the mental prime of his career. So if you think Seth Rollins is letting any sort of, and he says you got to forgive, forget, move on. Uh, I'm a man of, um, you know, uh, forgiveness and everything else like that. And I believe people, you know, get better with age and they get stronger mentally. You think that all, that reaction at the end of Survivor Series was genuine? I don't. I don't. No. I don't at all. I don't at all. And again, you know, for all the, I want, you know, this person and that, I want, you know, um, non-PG punk, boys and girls, you got PG Austin at WrestleMania. 
He wasn't doing middle fingers. He wasn't doing anything. And that shit sucked. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just, this is where they're at, dude. This isn't the attitude era anymore. Get the fuck over it. I'm not expecting the attitude era, but a middle finger is fucking uh, now uh, socially acceptable. It should be like, come on. He, man, does, really? This. he really? does this when he hits the ring post. Fuck out of here. What are, we, what, are, what are we doing? Come on, man. I mean, I hear you. I hear you. You know, um, there was another, uh, there's a couple more news and notes here on CM Punk. What did you think of the rumor that the locker room apparently uh, felt that Triple H made this decision and the rumor was that uh, the Triple H could lose trust in the locker room and uh, lose the trust that many people have with him that he worked so hard to build with that locker room. What do you think about that story? Because I, I read that and I'm like, well, if, if, if Triple H is making this decision, you know, why, why, do, hey, why does Triple H have to tell anybody? Triple H is the boss or Nick Khan's the boss. They're going to make a decision based on what's best for the fucking company. You don't like it. You don't like it. If you do, you know, you do. But... If you think Triple H is putting his name behind it, don't you think the locker room, just based on that, should be able to trust Triple H? Well, if he's giving this guy a second chance, and we know Triple H is good and has our back always, maybe we'll give it a shot. Why, why, why do you think that was a story there? What the fuck are we talking about? I don't do know. Think, That's, that, was in the, think, that was in the news, bro. You think Triple H went over to everybody and he's like, listen, you know. Yeah, listen, yeah, pal. Uh, what do you think about CM Punk coming back. You think that's a problem? He don't yeah. give two shits. <laughs> two shits. He's going to do whatever. Imagine, the- imagine Triple H going to everybody, knocking on the fucking lock. Hey, uh, Natalia, what do you think of uh, CM Punk coming back here? He don't give two shits. What he cares about is ratings, money, matches, and everything else like that. The fans want it. He said that in the press conference. He gave the fans what they want. You know, there were times where Vince didn't do this. Vince was stubborn. Oh, you guys want it? Not going to happen. You know, my terms and everything else like that. And, you know, a lot of those older generation, um, listen, I love my father to death, but the man can hold the grudge like nobody's business. And Vince is my dad's age. So, you know. Those men and women from that era at times hold grudges. Uh, I think our generation, Triple H's generation, is a little bit more forgive and forget. Let's do what's right for business. And at the end of the day, I think Triple H has always shown he cares about the business and money. So if he could generate money off CM Punk, so be it. And again, Triple H signing CM Punk just goes to show you that people could say whatever the fuck they want about the WWE. They always end up back. Yeah. It's uh, it's just an unbelievable thing. And Triple H has been at the forefront of bringing a lot of these people back. Bruno, he brought back. He facilitated that. Ultimate Warrior, he facilitated that. Sting, uh, I don't know if Who he was... reported this hot garbage? This is all from Fightful. Really? Yeah. That this Triple is directly H- from SAP. So, well, listen, Sean's a friend. And Sean does a lot of good work. I, I would just find it hard to believe that Triple H went to, you know... He might have went to Seth and maybe to somebody else because he's going to have direct programs with these people. Well, you know what kind of threw it off? And this is the exact line from Fightful Select. There was one top talent that told Fightful that they understood the surprise aspect of the situation but felt like Triple H could lose some trust among many people that he worked to build it with. Okay. But the thing is, there was a situation that happened with Rollins, and the reason why we talked about uh, the trust issue here with Triple H is because Rollins was continuing to sell backstage, and he was continuing to throw a hissy fit. And I said on a video that I did immediately Sunday afternoon uh, in regards to this, because this is when all this was breaking, uh, I said there's something, and, and listen, I don't know if, if this is legit or not, but I, I, I know that much, but... Rollins was probably working the locker room because they want to keep this as as fucking real as possible because when real kind of bleeds onto television and they have legit, they have had legit heat 
And if you continue that and sell money off the legit heat, there's nothing better, bro. I'm sorry. I, I just did the money thing. Yeah, like that's what it generates. Better. Generates yeah. money. When you could blend realism into actual, like real life stuff into storylines and you can make money off of it, that's what it's all about. And that right there is why CM Punk is no longer in AEW. CM Punk wanted to do business with the elite and make money. And man, did they have the opportunity to make some serious money. The problem was, is that two jabronis, it seems, and I'm sorry, Matt and Nick, but this is what's been reported. If you want to refute it, go for it. You didn't want to do business with Phil. You didn't want to do business with CM Punk. You kept your pride and your egos ahead of what you could have done, and CM Punk would still be in AEW, and you want to talk about printing money. The six-man between you two, or you three, would have printed money. FTR, yeah. CM Punk versus the Elite. Not to mention a Kenny versus a Punk singles match. Shit, Matt and Nick in singles matches against CM Punk. You guys dropped the ball. And if, it, if you would have done business, which CM Punk seems to be doing, he would not be over in WWE. You might have done your victory lap in collision, but I'm telling you, it was a very, very big mistake. Yeah, looking back at it now, just hearing you say it, it's, it's fucking stupid. Like, they fucked up on that. How, how many times Absolutely. did we talk about the printing money that AEW would have done with that feud? Everybody would have been invested. Everybody. Their heart they was have... not in AEW at that moment. When they made that decision, they didn't give a fuck about AEW. And that's a sad thing to even say cuz I know that, they I know they love that place but they didn't in that moment they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. No, and 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 you're 100% right. And no, I see some comments. I don't wave a WWE flag. This stuff behind me is stuff I worked with what? WWE for so many. Like I don't understand. Get I don't up. care. I'm just saying I'm going to AEW tomorrow. I'll be ringside. I support AEW. I have friends who work there. I love AEW. I want them to succeed. But I don't care if it's AEW or w Listen, Vince McMahon is at fault for a lot of things. He didn't want to do business with some talent he should have. He could have got Brett back late nineties. I think WCW wanted that. And he was just like, no, not that was a Vince, like screw Vince for that. Do your business. The best thing to do is business. Triple H is showing you Tim and CM Punk. They had some horrible things that they said about each other, but they've, they're doing business. Now they're doing business together. The young bucks should be fucking ashamed of themselves because they are part of the reason why that man is over in WWE right now. That and it's plain and simple. You should have done business. And this is why Tony Khan's getting trolled. You know, he took the side of fucking jungle boy Jack Perry and uh let CM Punk walk right into WWE. I mean Yeah, you 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 kept Perry. Yeah, and, and let Punk go. Yeah, it so, seems like a really good investment. I mean, listen, you want it, it's staring you right in the face. It's a terrible business move, but it, it is what it is. And, and I'm not saying that Punk didn't deserve to be fired, but like you said before, and I absolutely fucking agree, I'm going to put the conspiracy theory cap on as well because Jesse and I have mentioned this a few times ourselves on Wednesday. Punk probably wanted to get himself fired and lunged at Tony and did what he did because, like you said before, he didn't want to fucking be there. So, you know, no. who, who worked who? Yeah, Jack Perry said that comment, and CM Punk was like, all yeah. right, I fucking add, I'm out of here, yeah. and yeah. I'm going to get myself yeah. out of here. There's exactly. no doubt in my mind. Exactly. He's a very shrewd businessman. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, CM Punk got a return in Chicago in the WWE umbrella. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it's pretty wild. crazy. Uh, there is uh, a piece of news here, Drew, about the deal with CM Punk and WWE. Fightful said they spoke to somebody that claimed Vince McMahon was not involved in the decision-making of CM Punk coming back to WWE, and instead it was all Nick Khan and Triple H making the call. Vince McMahon had once shot the idea down of CM Punk coming back to the company 
when he worked with Fox uh, on that little talk show there that they had. Uh, but it was not Vince McMahon at this time. It was Nick Khan and Triple H. And, and the funny thing is, Drew, a lot of people, and, and I read this and I thought about this, you know, Vince McMahon not being in the decision, a lot of people reading these reports, oh, Vince McMahon's still there. He's got all this power still, blah, blah, blah. If Vince was not a part of a decision like this creatively to bring CM Punk back, and they didn't even confer with him, that means Vince McMahon is completely out of the creative situation, and, and it's a little bit more of a situation where the fans can breathe easy because they know he's not going to be involved. It's Nick Khan and Triple H. I think that Vince hasn't been involved in talent acquisition for a couple of months now, and I think that if Vince was a part of this talent acquisition, um, like with CM Punk, I don't know if, if Phil Brooks is sitting in the WWE ring right or last night. I really don't. You um, you you still think if Vince had a say, he yeah, would not be back happens. here? I don't think it happens in Chicago, but I think what WWE has done is kind of let Vince kind of just collect his money from afar, and maybe he has a little input here and there. But I think the people making the business decisions are Nick Khan. Um, and Paul Levesque, Triple H, and I think Ari Emanuel oversees it, and he's kind of like, okay, yeah, this works. I'm going to let you guys be the wrestling guys, and I'm just going to collect my money. Yeah. And that's what he's doing. And again, there was a lot of things in that punk promo that you morons, not you, JD, but the, the knuckleheads on Twitter, or X, are not picking up. I mean, Punk literally said in the promo, he literally said this is not going to sound like CM Punk. I mean, I think we, I think y'all got, I'm not trying to be rude, but I think some of you got worked last night. Bad. But again, to your Vince McMahon stuff, I, I don't think Vince is involved in any sort of talent acquisitions. They might say, hey, you know, Ari might say, hey, does, does can this guy draw a lot of money? And they'll hear what Vince has to say. But at the end of the day, I think it's a Nick Khan and a Paul Levesque decision. And I think that's what's truthfully best for business. Well, he did say last night that he has to be himself. And he was mentioning the Blackhawks. He mm -hmm. did. He did say something along the lines of him being himself last night, which, yeah. which I mean. I don't know in which context it was last night, but, you know, some people loved it. Some people did not. Um, Vince McMahon was not a part of that. Apparently, the situation with him coming back, many in TKO actually found out while watching Survivor Series, which I'm not really surprised by because they wanted to keep it as hush-hush. And, you know, Ari Emanuel, you know, I'm sure he signs the checks, but, you know, it looks like he's running uh, the merger here. UFC's doing their own thing. He lets Dana White do what he's got to do, and, the shareholders and uh, and all the uh, board of directors let Dana do his thing. They don't meddle. And it seems like he's doing the same thing here with Nick Khan and Triple H. He's trusted Triple H to run creative. Vince is fucking hopefully nowhere near. And uh, Nick Khan and Triple H are doing that, and he's looking like he's just letting them do it. So I'm not surprised when I heard that out. No. So. I mean, yeah. Uh, Multi-year agreement. That's what Feifel says. Uh, you said three years. I'm assuming that's pretty much the case there. For yes. CM Punk, um, hopefully he can remain injury-free in WWE. I don't know what type of contract that is. I don't know if he's got the edge deal where he's going to show up, uh, you know, a couple of times uh, throughout the year for the major shows or if he's going to be on TV every week. I don't know. Um, I think TV with him is better, so if he's there every week, fine. Uh, and him uh, being... Uh, I'll, let me let me chime him in here for a yeah. second. I think that with Randy headed to SmackDown for a program, how with, we get him well, there? Though, that's a big question. Well, Randy's a free agent; he's never drafted. Oh, you're right. That's correct. Okay. There so Randy's just going to, and Randy has stated that he has unfinished business okay. with the Bloodline. Never mind. Punk has really not declared a brand, so I could see WWE sending him over to SmackDown here or there, maybe to just give one final like, "Hey, thanks to Fox." I'm not sure, but. Cody is going to finish his story at WrestleMania 40 unless things change, which leaves a huge gap 
and a huge void in Monday Night Raw if Randy does decide to stay over on SmackDown after the Roman feud because he's a free agent where CM Punk really fits in. And I think Punk, um, albeit will not be, you know, the um, fan favorite, loved um, moneymaker, giant moneymaker that Cody has been the past year and a half. Uh, Punk on Raw helps, and I think Punk will probably work every Monday. I, I don't think he's going to wrestle every Monday, but I think he'll be there. Yeah, I, I, ho- I hope he is there at least every Monday. I don't want to see him wrestle every week, but if he's there, fine. Uh, you mentioned Owens a free agent. Good call on that. I did not realize that. I, I don't know why I didn't think of that, but yeah, that's a great way to get him on SmackDown. Uh, there is talk of CM Punk being a free agent. I even mentioned this last night. There is a possibility that they could announce him for SmackDown in Brooklyn to, uh, on Friday. Uh, I hope so. Uh, I'd like to see him on TV. I think that's a big enough show. WWE always does big business at the Barclays Center. So uh, there was talk about him being a free agent. But I do think that he's probably best fit on Raw if he's going to be in a program with Rollins. So that goes with Yeah, and and they just, they announced, I believe they announced Randy for SmackDown this afternoon. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised as Brooklyn if they, you know, they could announce Punk. Again, I I think that whatever's asked of Punk, he's going to do. Because again, I think he is really... Um, from everything I was told, CM Punk was the one that made uh, made initial contact. It wasn't like WWE was like overzealous in trying to bring him in. It seemed like Punk kind of made the first, you know, uh, open lines of communication, and then it went from there. Uh, and I, if Punk is, if they're like, "Hey, Punk, we could really use you in Brooklyn. Would you like to go?" I think he, sure, whatever you guys need. I think that's how it's going to be. Realistically, I think uh, I would not have Punk on SmackDown this Friday, I would just have Randy kind of go after the bloodline. I think that's a really big storyline. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think um, I think Punk kind of overshadowed Randy at Survivor Series. I think Punk kind of overshadowed Randy on Monday. Uh, everybody was anticipating Punk at the end of the show. I think you just leave Randy to do his thing on Friday and just let him have that, that night for himself. Uh, I think that's probably the best way to go there. Um, as far as what AEW is thinking about this move, we talked about Tony Khan a little bit earlier. He should not concern himself with this situation. This is also from Fightful. Fightful were told that many in WWE expect to speak with higher-ups and gain some assurances about Punk and how he will be in the company moving forward. I know Punk mentioned uh, yesterday via his promo that there was kisses and hugs and it felt like old times back in the locker room. Whatever that may mean, I don't know. But um, the talent wants some assurances that nothing here uh, with him back is going to be similar to what happened in AEW. I don't really think they have anything to worry about because Punk would be a fucking moron to to do what he did over there, over here. And I don't think he's going to be able to get away with that. And I think he knows he's on a short leash here, so he's going to be on his best behavior. But Tony Condrew seemed more concerned Saturday night about losing Katsuyori Shibata then CM Punk headed to WWE. The majority of the reactions Fightful gained within AEW is people asking about how the reaction within WWE has been. The answer to that is much more tepid than originally expected, just as was the case when Punk came back to AEW for collision. In both WWE and AEW, there have been people that had said they didn't want to work with him and would consider leaving, but we heard of no release requests from people in AEW, and now WWE connected to it. You know, with Punk coming over to WWE, yeah, I know this was also a talking point by several people in the community. Is this going to be a situation where people in WWE just are not going to like him and they're going to end up losing some people because they don't want him here that originally they could have kept or wanted to stay? And is this going to bleed over to AEW too with the people that worked over there? Is this now going to be a situation where they were thinking, hey, I don't want to be in AEW. 
I don't want to be an AW with Punk. Now that he's gone, I still don't want to be here because of other variables. You know, the creative direction might not be what they want now. They're not getting opportunities. And now he's over there. Now it's like, fuck, I wanted to go test the waters over there. Now he's over there. What's going to happen with that situation? Is this going to be a situation where talent is going to kind of bounce back and forth? Or is Punk going to deter AEW talent going to WWE? Um, so I would say that like the biggest people or the biggest, uh, potential signings for WWE from AEW all seem to really have good relationships with CM Punk. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Starks love the guy. Yeah. Seems like, and he's a big Cody guy. Yeah. Wardlow. If they're interested, I don't think he had a problem with punk at all. Yeah. FTR. I don't know how long they're signed for, but you could bet your ass as soon as that contract up, if punk is still there, I'm sure they'd love to go back to WWE. Yeah. And um, the big one MJF. I don't know how he feels about punk, but. You know, that, childhood idol, all that shit. Yeah, I don't think I don't think MJF is going to like. You know, we're talking about another four to five years from now. Could yeah. we see MJF in WWE? I mean, possible. I think everyone wants to eventually end up there. Maybe MJF doesn't. Good for him if he doesn't. Do we get match uh, match number three between the two over there? That'd be something in WWE, huh? Yeah, you know what sucks though for me. Like this is the one thing that I'm disappointed in AEW. We never got Danielson and Punk. I know that really Fuck, pissed me off. Yeah. I really you're talking, about, like you're talking about a Wembley main event right there. Holy shit. Yeah, and I really want to see Punk and Omega. I mean, I'm happy Punk's back in WWE. It's great because realistically, like, I don't wave any flag, and I'm not loyal to one brand or the other. I just want to be entertained, and I'm happy that CM Punk is still in wrestling. That's the biggest thing. Like, Punk is still in professional wrestling slash sports entertainment, and that's what's best for business in my eyes. I really wanted to see Punk and Omega, and I really wanted to see Punk and Danielson, and that... That hurts my soul as a wrestling fan that we will never probably get those matches. The other thing you asked, will you see, you know, uh, AEW people going over to WWE? Realistically, like, the Bucks and Kenny don't seem anywhere near headed to WWE anytime soon. Yeah. I don't think the Bucks will ever end up there. Kenny, maybe, to close his career, you know, can have some major feuds, but the Bucks are never... I don't think the Bucks will ever be WWE-bound. There were some top talent asking some in AEW if Punk was involved in the AEW Devil storyline as recently as the last month or so. Punk was never discussed for that role. While the Punk appearance was closely kept secret within WWE, Punk had told or at least hinted to a couple of close friends that it was happening, joining WWE. So Okay, and so I'm glad you brought this up because I remember, and I, listen, I was shirtless, I don't care. I remember the bet being that if CM Punk was the devil, I'd come on here naked. So I, I, if, if, and I'm probably going to be wrong, but that's what I remember. I mean, I already, I already, you know, made good on my bet, but did we really bet on survivor series or, or did I, am I mistaken? I thought it was CM Punk as the devil. Well, regardless, what? you don't have to worry about either one. Now you were shirtless for a punk return and he's not the devil. So whatever. Yeah. I mean, thank God that he's not the devil. Cause that would have been just the shits anyway, because it doesn't make any sense. But I think AEW needs to, again, I've said this a million times. I'm happy. It's not punk, but they need to really be careful on who is the devil. And I, you know what? They might change their mind on who is the devil 10 million times realistically. Yeah. And, but no, I mean, I, I, I laughed when I saw that on the internet. Absolutely left. PW Torch and Wade Keller had a report regarding the way that WWE talent treated the uh, return of CM Punk and confirmed what Punk said was true as Punk tried to approach everybody and was very nice and humble and in a good mood. One wrestler said, but he kind of had to be, while another one noted he seemed humbled. One star said he seemed pretty positive all around, but we'll see in a couple of months if it sticks. 
Um, I mean, he's going to be on his best behavior. Like we wait, like we alluded to earlier, this this is absolutely his last chance ever. So he's not going anywhere. He was never going to Impact. I know there was a report that Impact made him a big offer. He was mulling it over. They hoped to have him for Bound for Glory. That didn't happen. And um, he was never going to go to Impact. He was never going to go there. Yeah, I mean, I you know, maybe if WWE doesn't ever come calling or he yeah. doesn't make the call to WWE, maybe yeah. you see him in Impact. But realistically, no. Um, and I've, I, again, CM Punk is absolutely going to be on his best behavior. And even if he has a bad day or he has a bad interaction, or something in WWE, I think he's just going to keep his mouth shut, mind his business, collect his check, and go home. Yeah. Uh, listen, that, that's uh, that's what it is, guys. Punk, Punk being in WWE is going to be, you know, to me, I already I stated this so many times already this week, le- legitimacy, everything that he does it makes the show better. You know, I wasn't happy with last night. Clearly, I'm going to give it a chance because I'm a big CM Punk guy. I'm fucking over the moon excited about this Rollins-Punk feud. I think the realism that, there's going to, that they are going to interject into it is going to be absolutely just great television leading into WrestleMania season. I'm here as a content creator to make money. And, and when Punk is in the news and, and fucking drawn the numbers that he is, clearly he's still a draw. Clearly people still want to see and hear about CM Punk. I am going to benefit off that. So when Punk is back in the news and, and on TV and, and chaos is there, I, I, I love that. And not only do I love that, I'm a wrestling fan at heart, and I feel like when he's on the show, it's better. I don't give a shit about his personal problems. I don't give a shit if he's a hypocrite. I don't give a shit what he said in the past. That is his decision, and he made a decision for himself that is best for his family and himself. So none of us are going to be able to change his mind. He wants to make money? Go make money. He's got to live with the fucking fact when he lays his head down on his pillow next to April. Hey, everybody's calling me a hypocrite, but look at the amount of money I'm making, and who are we to say to him, how to end his fucking chapter and, and, you know, ride this wave to the last couple of moments of his career. He wants to write his own story. So let him, I don't give a fuck. Again, here's the deal. No professional wrestler wants to go out the way that CM Punk did at all in. Okay. It was just not what he wanted. Nobody wants the last match. It's no offense to Samoa Joe, but it just wasn't what CM Punk had ever envisioned his last professional wrestling match to be. They can sit back and they being the people on X, Twitter, whatever else, want to call uh, CM Punk a fraud, a hypocrite, but his bank account is going to be long, and realistically, there's only so much money to be made in professional wrestling before you have to hang him up and you can't make that type of money. So let CM Punk make his money. You want to call him a hypocrite, so be it. 99% of you are hypocrites as well. So get over it. Move on. CM Punk is back in professional wrestling, albeit it might not be the company that you wanted to be at, but just be thankful he's still in it because realistically, 10 years ago, I never thought this was even a remote possibility. There was a story that came up this afternoon via SAP and Fightful Select. Brian Danielson headed up a disciplinary committee that terminated CM Punk. Now, Fightful revealed that a long-rumored member of the committee, Mega, had actually stepped back from... A lot of her duties as chief legal officer by that time and actually had nothing to do with the committee. We've since learned that AEW general counsel Chris Peck, who assumed many of her responsibilities, was a part of the three-person committee along with an outside attorney. However, there was also one long-respected member of the AEW talent roster that was involved in Brian Danielson. When asking sources on the AEW roster about his inclusion, one called him an appropriate moral compass who exemplifies objectivity and that he effectively headed up 
and was the face of the disciplinary committee. Danielson said to have spoken to the roster when addressing them about Punk's termination and noted that the decision was particularly a hard one. He cited the positives that Punk brought and his longstanding friendship with Punk, but said that it was the decision that had to be made. And then then he cites his dad, Drew. He says, my dad always told me the right thing is often the hardest thing to do. It won't always make the most money. It won't always be the most popular, but it's still the right thing. Feifel was told that Danielson and what he said there when speaking to the talent at the meeting uh, with talent uh, months before is exactly the same quote that he used in regards to his father. So with the situation with Brian Danielson making a a decision like this, you know, it's got to be tough on him because he, he clearly knew what CM Punk meant to AEW and he took his friendship with Punk into accountability as well. And the fact that he actually made that decision to get rid of him and voted, yes, let's get rid of him. You can see where Brian Danielson heart really lies, Drew, and that is in AEW, and he wants it to be better, man. And I cannot stress how fucking 100% I love that man so much, man. The respect that I that I have for him reading that, man, just fucking jumped higher than, than it was, and that's unbelievable. I think it's absolutely stupid that this was reported, truthfully. Really? I, 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 no, I just think that you, we don't need to throw Brian Danielson on the— I'm sure he doesn't care. But this did not need I to know, get out. I see people with headline, Brian Danielson fired CM Punk. Yeah, not accurate at all, okay? <laughs> I think you know, Brian Danielson was brought in to give his honest opinion. I think realistically where we're at, with the, where we were at with the CM Punk situation, there was no alternative. He needed to be let go. He needed to be fired. You can't suspend him again. There's no point. Um, it's just a, it's a ticking time bomb waiting to happen. I know Danielson probably wanted CM Punk a part of AEW just like everybody yes. else did. But it just didn't work out. So Danielson gave an honest opinion. But realistically, um, I don't like that this got out. Um, and it shouldn't have. It really shouldn't have. Who Tony trusts is none of your goddamn business. And who the council trusts or asks for is none of our goddamn business. This is the type of stuff that just needs to remain confidential, realistically. And I know Brian you know, took the bull by the horns and kind of put it out on Twitter or X before. Uh, it got leaked, but man, I, I don't like it. I don't like it one you, bit. You, you, I, know, you know what's going to happen here. People are going to spin this in the most negative way. Not not only with Brian firing Punk, you know, they're probably going to run, and I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if I see it tomorrow, or, or it's already in my sub boxes, how people ask for a locker room leader in AEW. Well, you got a locker room leader in Brian Danielson. He's got all these responsibilities from Tony Khan, and then they're going to be saying, well, not that type of locker room leader, but he made a decision for the betterment of the fucking company that he was asked it, to make that he didn't want to make. So, there was no there was no other decision. I want to state this. There was no other decision that AEW and Tony Khan could have made. This was it. I'm surprised Jack Perry wasn't fired as well. We haven't seen him on TV for a very long time. He might have had a year-long suspension. God help us all if he's and the, the devil. And fa- if Jack Perry is the devil, my I'm God, done. are we fucking going off like fucking 4th of July on this fucking shit? Done. Done. AEW, dead. <laughs> dead. Yeah. <laughs> Dead. Storyline's dead. The company's dead. Dunzo Finita Sia Adios dead. They, you, Jack Perry should go shit in a hat somewhere. And I don't care if I see him tomorrow. He should not be the devil. Okay. No. I'm just, I'm just, it's just dumb. Dumb. Um, and again, AEW and Brian Danielson, whomever else had was part of this me, had no other. They had they had to. They had to. And again, I put this out on X. You AEW fans, the loyalists, have can thank. Jack Perry, and you could thank the Bucks for what has transpired because had they just done business and Jack Perry shut his mouth, Punk's not in WWE. 
Yeah, and Punk would be there to ride out the rest of his deal, and then he'd leave and go to WWE. But making the money now is what's important. Right, and Punk probably would have dropped the real world championship to Ricky Starks. That's where it seemed like it was headed because they just have no direction with him. They put him with Big Bill, and he's got a tag team title. Um, And that's where they would have headed, in my opinion. And Well, we would have got that third match with MJF. There's so many championships. There's so many things. And if you want to be mad at people, I don't care if I get a DM or anything else from anybody, you know, the Bucks, whomever, I don't care. I highly doubt they even, you know, do that. But I will tell you that there's a lot, there's a lot of blame to go around. There's a lot of blood on everyone's hands. But I will tell you the trail of blood that led to WWE belongs to the Bucks. And if you guys are wondering what the uh, relationship now between Danielson and CM Punk is because of this decision, those that Fightful spoke to said that they believe CM Punk was aware by now that Danielson was a pair uh, of the said committee, as many of his friends were included in the meeting where Danielson addressed them. Uh, This is a continued duty for Danielson. He's also responsible for handing up fines when necessary. So, man, oh, man, Tony Khan's really trusting him with a lot more than we were initially under uh, the impression for. He should. That is a great wrestling mind yeah. who really understands the ins and outs in the business. And that's the best way to utilize your financial investment in Brian Danielson. Because as much as I love Brian, uh, Brian's body is not going, it's showing, it's not going to hold up past another, you know, two years, I would say. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was in the news today in regards to Brian Danielson. I don't, I don't know why, man. It's like punk is in WWE. We don't need to hear about him being fired anymore. So like you said, the fact that this was actually even a story today after what we got, uh, at survivor series, just, this is kind of lowbrow, honestly, I just, but I it's, know. it's dumb. I'm, and you know what? The fact that Danielson got ahead of it leads me to believe that like, did he know this was going to be leaked or did, did somebody say, I got to tell like, can we, can we put yeah. this out there? Like, what does that do? What does it do for Danielson? And what does it do for CM Punk and Tony Khan? It does nothing. Danielson now is like the scapegoat for what? Even let's just say Punk and Danielson were really tight. Why do that to him? Why do that to Danielson? I, why do it to Brian? Why? Know. Why? Yeah. It's kind of shitty. It is. Uh, with CM Punk coming back to WWE, there was a lot of talk yesterday about Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet. Uh, I know Drew and I talked about Mercedes headed to AEW. She was at All In. She was a, f- a featured guest on the show in the, in the luxury box of Tony Khan. She was shown on camera twice on the live feed. But now there are rumors circulating, Drew, that Sasha Banks may be headed back to WWE and this is coming from Ibu of Wrestling or Wrestle Purists, who broke stories in the past. He's a good dude. He's got some uh, inside knowledge. Noted on Twitter that Monet may return to WWE, although noted this was not a formal report just yet, and the situation should be monitored because mm-hmm. of how the winds of change are kind of, you know, circulating in WWE. I mean, and he's not wrong for thinking that because this is something that a lot of us have also indicated, and it's also something that makes sense with Bailey and her being uh, ousted from from damage control. She's going to need backup, so it does lend to her coming back and being a pair with Bailey again. He later noted that a limited limited number of people in AEW have updated info on the status of her partner of her partnership with AEW. As CM Punk proved this weekend. Clearly, it's never say never, especially with Nick Khan and Triple H in charge. But if she signed to an AEW deal, Drew, I mean, this is uh, this is a fucking non-issue, right? 
Well, again, I don't think that we have um, accurate reporting out there just yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, Ibu's a good dude, uh, has a lot of good stuff. Uh, I enjoy his work, but I, Again, I get it. Everyone's like, oh, well, you know, Bailey mentioned somebody and yeah. we've seen a lot of talent come over from AEW now to WWE and they're bigger names. Everything that I have been led to believe is that uh, Mercedes is going to work AEW. Um, I think she's going to work Wrestle Kingdom. Other than that, you know, I don't know. Yeah, we, we, we really don't know. The possibility is always there. Would I be shocked? Absolutely not. Uh, I know that the administration is different now. Uh, I know she's keeping a close eye on that. She would not even make that decision if it was anywhere close to being the same. But at the end of the day, the women's division hasn't really done anything transcending or anything better since Triple H has taken over. I mean, he's added more names, but nothing really is sticking out as, hey, I need to go back there because they're telling such great stories and they're having such great matches. I mean, nothing really yeah. has happened like that yet for her to even make that decision. And if I'm looking at this from an outside party looking in, you know, I want her to continue to bet on herself because she, she didn't even get that ball rolling yet. She got injured, and that derailed her entire year, and she hasn't really even done half of what she wanted. Yeah, again, I don't know the status of her injury either, her being uh, Mercedes Monet. I thought it was a lock for her to appear at full gear. Obviously, things change. I don't know if, if Sasha Mercedes is not ready to be in ring, you know, cleared. So maybe they're just like, okay, we're, you know, we're not going to do this until you're cleared, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. But I know that Mercedes Monet and AW had some serious contract talks. And again, everything that I was led to believe is that she is going to appear at Wrestle Kingdom um, and wrestle. I think she'll be cleared by then. And I think Revolution and she's maybe worked double or nothing. I don't know. Could she end up back at WWE? Sure. Maybe, you know, she had a physical with AEW and then, you know, Thing changed her mind. I don't know. Everything I was led to believe is that she would be good to go by full gear and they were going to debut her. Obviously, plans change. I don't know. Truthfully, I don't. And could Mercedes end up back in WWE? I mean, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say no because we just saw CM Punk show up. So I don't know. I don't give a shit where she goes. I just want the woman back on television. That's all I care. And again, yeah. I'm not raising the flag of AEW. Hey, I, you know, if, she, if she goes to WWE, fuck. Yeah, fuck them, man. No, I just want her back on television. I don't give a fuck where she goes. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that people like are, you know, are, oh, you know, uh, well, Ronda showed up in, in AEW Ring of Honor. Ronda's not working Ring of Honor or AEW. Ronda is not going to work AEW. I'm telling you that right now. I don't think Ronda works for anybody else but WWE, and I think that is not happening anytime soon either. I think it was the right place, right time for Ronda to show up in Ring of Honor and work with her friend. The same thing goes with Mercedes. They could mend fences. And, you know, WWE and, and Mercedes, I it just seems to me more likely than not she's AEW bound. Well, I know with Mercedes that she wanted a specific number as far as uh, what she wanted to make. The old administration felt like she was past her prime and that there wasn't anything more to do with her there, so she left. And a lot of people were under the assumption that Triple H facilitated that. I don't really think that's the case. I think that was the old administration. I think that was Vince. I think that was Bruce. I think that was John Laurinaitis. Those people aren't really there anymore outside Bruce, who works, in his, works as an executive there. But I feel like the reason that she left was because the old administration kind of lowballed her and she wanted something more. She said, if I'm not going to be paid what I think I'm worth, I'm just going to do my own thing. And they didn't want to pay her more than Charlotte. They didn't want to pay her more than Becky. She's one of the best female wrestlers ever. So uh, I think she made the right decision there. But now with Triple H uh, in charge, I do think that he's kind of wanting her back. He never wanted to let her go in the first place. And a lot of people don't I, really understand that. 
I would agree too. Uh, I agree there. Um, I also think that Triple H and Ronda have a good relationship, but you don't see Ronda running back to WWE. I think it's all about what Mercedes wants. Um, and realistically, you know, I think the CM Punk signing uh, doesn't necessarily halt like anybody coming over, but I think CM Punk being attached to the Raw brand really helps them, which what is coming down the pipeline is that media rights deal. Yeah. And the partner is going to be announced very, very shortly. So I think that Mercedes coming over now, I think she's a big get, but realistically, like we're just going to put it with Bailey. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's not really I, exciting. You know, I think WWE got a ton out of Sasha. I really did. So I don't know. And I think WWE got a ton out of Ronda. I don't, I don't never necessarily need to see Ronda anytime soon. Yeah. In WWE. Someone that we're not going to be seeing any more of in AEW is QT Marshall as he announced his resignation. And this was actually months in the making. This was uh, as of yesterday. Uh, news came in that he is no longer with AEW. He announced his departure from AEW on Monday night, noting that he would finish out the year with the promotion before resigning from his position in the company. Marshall did not say what his future plans are, but since he is close to Cody Rhodes, want us to wonder if he's looking at WWE as his next destination. Marshall's statement is, and I quote, Thank you, AW. Thank you, Tony Khan. I've had the privilege of being here since day one, and I've written over 750 formats for All Elite Wrestling and always with pride. As much as I've enjoyed being a VP, manager of talent relations, and wearing a myriad of hats, the company has changed a lot since 2019 and is heading in a different direction, and I feel that it's best I do the same as we only get one chance to go all in. I've officially resigned from AEW, and we'll have fulfilled all obligations by the end of 2023. Now, he did mention there, Drew, that the company has changed a lot in 2019. And then Meltzer goes on to report this. I've heard from many people. Some have known for weeks. Some have known for months. People have talked to him. He expressed his frustrations. There have been things that have happened. I know he expressed frustration to a lot of people about that feeling he's had good matches, but he's not been positioned to be a wrestling star here. And Meltzer goes on to add that most people were sympathetic towards him and a lot of talent were privately very supportive of QT and understanding his position. Then there was a story that Tony Khan's relationship with QT Marshall was damaged after the removal of QTV. Um, I, I don't even know where to begin with this story. First of all, I, I want to say this in, in regards to QT Marshall. If you want to go and do your own thing and bet on yourself, that's fuck it. I, that you, you're always going to get a thumbs up from me. Nothing but the utmost respect. But the thing is, I feel like, Drew, some of these pro wrestlers, they take some of this shit to heart. QTV sucked. QTV did nothing for John Morrison. QTV did nothing for Powerhouse Hobbs. And it was garbage television. So if he wants to be a wrestling star... AEW is not going to be the place for him to do that because that's not what their vision is. Tony Khan found more of a coaching role for QT and found value in him, in, in him there. He didn't want to do that. Fine. Tony Khan let him go. Now he's free to do whatever he wants. If he wants to go wrestle in CMLL or, or New Japan or whatever, go ahead. Go, go have a ball. But Tony Khan, I, again, I feel like is being you know, pointed at here to blame when I think the majority of the fan base realized that whatever QT was doing is not what we need on AEW television. Um, uh, QT's a, a dog. I mean, that's just me. He's a good dude. Um, and I, I just, I don't think him being a star in 2023, 2024 is going to happen, but I mean, you know, good on him for betting on himself. Uh, he did help AEW a ton. 
in terms of writing, producing, all that other stuff. I could see him landing that with WWE. Um, you know, but I think the the disagreement was kind of like uh, from what I gathered, Tony wants more New Japan style, and QT just think that the style is not going to work here in the states. So, yeah, um, that's exactly where I was going here with this. Russell Puris reports that there are mixed opinions and perspectives on how the product should be presented among those in AEW. Marshall was one of the key voices uh, uh, campaigning for a more entertainment-based approach to pro wrestling on AWTV, and he leans on the character's entertainment approach because he can contribute on screen in that regard. And then Marshall was not a fan of some of the shifts in AEW creative to the point where he felt the company wasn't telling great stories the way that they used to and doesn't agree that putting on great matches with no story or build is the way to go about it, something that New Japan does frequently. There's, there's a lot of just like, yeah, I agree with that, and then that's complete bullshit in this statement here. Um... He's more entertainment-based approach to pro wrestling, and he leans on characters in entertainment because he can contribute to that. So if he's just going to be a straight pro wrestler and AEW is just going to do straight pro wrestling, there's no need for him because nobody, like you said, nobody wants to see QT Marshall as a wrestling star in 2023-2024. But then he says AEW creative at the point right now is not telling great stories, and you know they, they need to put on stories to put on great matches, and great matches is not going to be you know the one thing that Tony Khan should only do. I agree. You and I agree with that. We talk about that every fucking week. But at the end of the day, they're putting on two of their best stories right now, maybe ever, with Copeland, Christian, and then MJF and the devil. Like, so what the fuck is he talking about? Well, I think, again, there's so many, like, if you go look at WWE, right, there's so many storylines that are kind of, like, intertwining, and they're they're constantly evolving and changing and everything else like that. Just like I've stated so many times, Survivor Series is the real launching pad for WrestleMania. Yeah. It's not It's not the Rumble. It's Survivor Series. All right. And the Rumble, oh, I, mean, I mean, Judgment Day, right? Yeah, Judgment Day, Santos, Randy Orton right now, Punk and Punk. Rollins, right? Cody. Yeah, Cody. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there needs Rhea, to be more. They, they, the they, dominance. They, there needs to be more than two stories on television. Yes. Yeah, no, but listen, I, I to your point, I think that the two stories that they're telling are very, very good. Um, and hopefully the devil reveal is good. But to QT's, you know, gripe, um, I think the new Japan style works for new Japan. I think those fans respect wrestling completely different than the state fans. And that's no offense to the United States. I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a United States citizen, but I'm just saying I, it's a, it's a different um, type of respect that the Japanese and um, overseas audience gives professional wrestling than the United States does. So for me, I think QT has got a point. I don't want them to be so AEW being so entertainment based. Because realistically, they're the, they're the alternative. They're yeah. you know, pro wrestling's wrestling. So let's leave that the way it is. I think QT wanted out. He's really tight with Cody. So maybe it's just, you know, he can go work for WWE in a producer role or do something in NXT and Cody's happy. I don't know. It's, it's, it's amazing. A lot of people want AEW to be something that they're not. Like we always talk about AEW losing their identity. Like QT basically is saying that he wants AEW to be something that they never really set out to be. Uh, right. we, never, we never said that they shouldn't do sports entertainment. When they did sports mm -hmm. entertainment, the little dabbles of it, it's been great. And that's not what they need to be, though. A little bit of that is great because we don't usually see it all the time there. But for them to do it and make themselves about all that, that's where I draw the line because 
you know, then they are not the alternative. And yeah, I, they and great matches. Drew, listen, I we we could get great matches anywhere, and AEW puts on great matches. But if they told stories for those great matches, those great matches would be a lot better. That's why I really say that Tony needs to fucking make sense of a lot of what he's doing on television. And a tournament is great, but stories need to come out of that tournament to make it really stand out and make it memorable, which right now I don't really trust him doing. 2019, 2021, like through that era of AEW is really, really good in my opinion. And I think, again, I don't want AEW to be anything else than what they want to be, which is AEW. And they need to get back to the the you know the genesis of that and the the heart of what AEW was because it was so captivating and polarizing i remember going to the events and you know the first event completely sold out and then events after that were always jam-packed and it was must-see television and i think AEW lost its identity because you could try to attract casuals that's a smart thing to do it is and you can have some entertainment aspects to it but the biggest thing about professional wrestling and sports entertainment is the stories need to make sense. The reason why, in my opinion, New Japan doesn't draw in the States is because New Japan just puts on really great matches. I mean, some of the best. And their storylines, you know, they they do a little bit here and there from what I've watched, but it's not anything like WWE no. or even like, I'll be honest with you, or even like TNA. I mean... It, to me, it's just like the States, you have to have a different mentality. And I, I understand Tony's love for professional wrestling, but I can't have the best wrestler in the world taking on the best wrestler of the world every other week. And then, you know, you expect me to buy in. I need something to sick my teeth into. And I think AEW needs to get back to that. And I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this before because you were talking about Mercedes. The one person you should watch to go back to WWE is Trinity. That's who I think is on her way back. If she ends up back there, I wouldn't be surprised her husband's there. So, I mean, right. But she's doing her own thing. She's killing it. So I don't, I'm don't. i not really clamoring for that anytime soon. I'll never understand why people want AEW to be something else than AEW. It, why do you want them to be WWE? You already have WWE. I don't get it. What, what do AEW fans want? Like, I don't understand. What, what do they want AEW to be? Like, Tony, like, this is what frustrates me about Tony Khan. It, it, I just feel like he's a wrestling simulator. Like, I don't want to watch a wrestling simulator. Story is king. That's what gets Absolutely. me to watch. That's what gets me to watch weekly. That's what gets me to fucking care about weekly television. The tournament's great, and I love the tournament so far. And I hope that he continues doing it. I hope that there are stories to come out of it. And we documented what stories could come out of it. Is it the twelve best in AEW? No, no, it's not. I'm sorry, Daniel Garcia is not one of the twelve best in AEW. I'm sorry, but that's not the case. But then you got MJF, and you got Christian, and you got Swerve, and and, and everything that's going on there. It, it is very difficult for me to even pinpoint what another story is in AEW. Like, yeah. I just feel like he doesn't want to write stories because it's it's too much for him. Like, come on, man. You got to give me more. You can't give me great matches every week. I could see that anywhere. And the thing is, Drew, a lot of last year was like banger matches, banger matches, banger matches, all up and down the independent scene. Now, being that I'm in House of Glory, you know what we did differently this year? Story. Every show. Story led into the next show. Story led into the show after that, after that, after that. It's been story. And I told management, story is what is going to draw and sell tickets. If be people, people could go anywhere and watch great matches. But if you give them stories on these characters and, you know, you see it play out over a long stretch, that's what's going to continue to people, you know, buying tickets and sitting in these seats every show. That's, that's just the way I see it. And to me, it's like AEW does put on great match after great match after great match. The pay-per-views always deliver. I don't ever mind spending the money because I know I go, I walk away from that pay-per-view 
feeling satisfied and fulfilled and everything mm-hmm. else like that. And there's been plenty of times when I was a kid, I'd watch WWE t- pay-per-views or even as an adult. And I'd be like, man, that was a waste of 50, 40, 30 bucks, whatever the hell it yeah. was. And I don't feel that with AEW. The problem with AEW is in my opinion, is they took a bunch of independent stars at the, at like very, very high independent stars with the, you know, exclusion of uh, Matt and Nick and uh, Kenny and Jericho when they launched and then Moxley. And they've really just kept, them really high independent stars with television time. I mean, they have not besides MJF who they've, they built Darby. Yeah, kind of. And that's the biggest thing I can, I could see all these matches that they've had somewhere else. You need to be unique. Make me invest in these characters hook swerve. Cause WWE dropped the ball with them. Jay white invest. You're, trotting out edge and Adam or Adam Copeland and, and Christian, which is fine. I love it because it's a different side of Copeland, different side of Christian that we never saw. That's fine. But man, spend the time and effort into investing into these, these guys or girls that you plucked from the independent because they were the best independent wrestler on the planet and do something with them. Give me something to sink my teeth into. I'm yeah. tired of watching the best independent wrestling. Great. Yeah. Yeah. We need more for sure. Uh, MJF, major, major story on MJF here, has a legitimate injury he tweeted and deleted yesterday in regards to an injury he sustained at full gear. MJF tweeted that he has a torn labrum after getting an MRI. Uh, Nobody can really confirm that he got an MRI. He had told people at AEW last week that he believed he tore his shoulder. He's still expected to compete at World's End on December 30th. He will be undergoing treatment and hoping hoping to avoid surgery. He sustained the injury at full gear off the top rope Uranage with Jay White. He sustained a hip, a hip injury during the elbow drop to the outside through the already damaged table. The good news is he won't be missing any TV time or plans, uh, nor plans to get uh, surgery to fix the torn labrum. So he's not getting surgery there. Something he announced on Monday. He still slated to defend the world's heavyweight title against Samoa Joe at World's End. And Meltzer says this in regards to... MJF being in a lot of pain with his hip. The swelling is down on his hip, but the pain is not. He's hurting on the hip. The shoulder is, I guess, the more serious of the two injuries. Meltzer did also point out that MJF had the same exact tear when he wrestled Jack Perry at double or nothing in 2020. The tear is worse than that one, but it's a pretty big tear this time around. Uh, That's something we don't need to hear, man, at all. I I don't know. Uh, No, I'd agree with you. Um, I think it's unfortunate. I think this puts... um, It really accelerates the devil reveal at World's End, I would say, no? Well, I mean, if the devil's Adam Cole, I I mean, what are you going to do? You know, Cole's not going to be cleared anytime soon, I would would assume. Or or is he? Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely, that could be possible. (laughs) But, I mean, this is not... This is not what AW needs, realistically. And I know it's unfortunate, but the, the, the... the long list of injuries that AW's had in the top stars, maybe I think they need to take pause and really like sit back and, um, and work a safer style. Realistically, I was just I mean, going to say that. I mean, was that spot necessary in that match? No, no. Like, no. yeah, I get called out on social media for fucking these guys being dropped on their hair every fucking week. I mean, holy shit. Like, I, why do we I need think- something like this to happen to him? Who's the most important figure on your show? I want to say this. I really enjoyed Swerve and Hangman. I really did. I think Swerve is your next AEW world champion whenever they decide to pull the, the trigger on that one. Um, Swerve is just an absolute dog. But um, the AEW style seems to be very harsh 
on these wrestlers' bodies. And I understand, like, you're trying to really show the the audience that you're like this, you know, machine and everything else like that. But realistically, you guys and girls have made your names. You've done the shit to get you where you need to get to. And I'm not saying you need to like pull it all the way back, but man, take it easy a couple, you know, the, the 2000 fans in Erie, Pennsylvania, no offense. Maybe don't need to see you do a, a, a 360, you know, 720 moonsaw, whatever the fuck it's called. I mean, we just don't, you don't need it. You don't need it. Like save those bumps for the big things. I, I just think that the style has become almost detrimental to these men and women at times. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there. We don't know what's happening with Adam Cole. MJF's going to wrestle Samoa Joe. He's opting not for surgery. It, it could heal without surgery, but you know, having him off of television is uh, going to be a huge blow if he does drop the title to Samoa Joe. Uh, again, if Joe is the world champion, I'm not going to complain, but having an injury... Hold on. Hold on. The man that ends MJF's reign is Joe. You're okay with that? Well, if he's if he can't wrestle, what the fuck are we gonna do? I don't know. The guy Maybe. that should take the title of MJF is realistically Adam Cole. When did when does this Continental Classic end? World's end. Okay then. Maybe if 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 it gets to a point where we can't have MJF wrestle because it's that bad or he can't, he can only be at like 25%. It's not even worth trotting him out. Unfortunately, take the championship off of him and make the winner of the continental classic, your new world champion. You think you're, Maybe that'll you're, make you're, Jay White happy. You're going to take, you're going to take uh, Tony Khan's uh, fucking boyhood dream of a triple crown championship away from him, bro. Come on. Sorry, Tony, you don't have any fucking choice because your biggest draw is hurt. Nobody asked for a triple crown champion. No, nobody. nobody asked for a continental classic either, but here I, we are. I, I did. Yeah, nah, whatever. <laughs> Listen, man, I think the tournament's great. It could be Swerve and Brian in the end. I don't really know. I, I don't think Swerve's going to be a world champion anytime soon. I think he's actually going to win the Continental Classic and be a uh, Continental champion. I think that's going to be the, uh, hey, man, we, we love you, but you're not ready yet. Uh, I'm okay with that. I, okay. I think Swerve should win the championship, you know, within the next, the AEW World Championship, within the next 6, 12 months. I mean, that's just me, but, you know, things change. I don't know. I like Swerve a lot. I think he's done a lot of good things in AEW. Um, I also think that they should start building, AEW should start building their show around Hangman Page, Swerve, uh, MJF, which they have, and, you know, some others yeah. to, to name. I really want to see Hook kind of take the next step. I'm a huge Hook guy. Yep. I really am. Uh, I got one more piece of news here on Jade Cargill. This is my ha-ha-ha uh, moment to all of you here tonight because, uh, you know, Triple H said the same thing that I said weeks ago. I don't hear any backlash about what Paul Levesque said. He said, when she's ready, I will be ready. Triple H said Jade Cargill was limited in her development prior to her WWE arrival. As a result, he stated the company wants to make sure she is prepared for the next steps at the post-show Survivor Series press conference, Triple H was asked about an update on Jade Cargill's development. He said this, and I quote, Jade is, I have no less belief in her now than I did then. It's interesting when she came in, we talked about her development and where she would land and what the development was. I want to make sure that no matter what is thrown at her, Jade Cargill is ready. At no fault of her own, I think that she was limited in that. So the idea is we exposed her, we made her scene, people are understanding, and they're waiting, and they're excited for her to come, and when she does, it's going to be massive. 
Then there was reports today, Drew, that Jade Cargill, the plan right now, the current plan and schedule for Jade Cargill is that she's there at the Performance Center only two days a week training. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I said the same thing about Triple H or about Jade Cargill in regards to what Triple H said about her. So, uh, I mean, clearly she wasn't ready. But what did he mean by at no fault of her own? I mean, who was that in reference? Is that AEW not training her properly? I mean, she was trained by Cody. QT, The Nightmare Factory, uh, Brian Danielson, and others. So, I mean, who who is he actually mentioning there? He's mentioning the entire company that she was with previously. She just wasn't ready. They rushed her on yeah. the TV because of her looks, her being Jade, and her physique and everything else like that. And they really should have taken their time with Jade and made her into the giant star that WWE is going to make her into. And WWE was smart. I said this a million times. I don't want Jade in NXT. I don't want Jade on Raw or SmackDown anytime soon. I want Jade in the Performance Center, getting everything she needs to get done. Let her debut at the Rumble. She could have a couple big eliminations. It's an easy match for her to get her shit in, and it's an easy match for her to shine where she doesn't get exposed, and then we can go from there. Find out where she's going. Have some matches. That's in January. I mean, you got two more months in the Performance Center from now. She'll be just fine. Just Everybody needs to calm the hell down and just let WWE do what WWE does, and that is make stars into megastars. Uh, this goes to show you that uh, NAW has created some bigger stars uh, in, in the last uh, 6 to 12 months, but have they created any stars, Drew, from the ground up? That's that's the that's the vibe that I got from this and what he was saying. I mean, clearly... Don't get me fucking started on this. Bro, WWE creates stars. We'll AEW, be here till tomorrow. AEW doesn't create stars. They, they've, taken, they've taken stars from WWE... And have made them better, you know. We'll move they them pluck, around, you, you know. Yeah. They plucked the best independent talent yeah. and they MJ, let them go. MJF was MJF and MJF is still MJF. Darby was Darby on the Indies. Darby is Darby now. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, who, 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 this, this who, is me. We're plucking, we're plucking people from the independent scene who's got a great following and has some banger matches. And yeah. Tony enjoyed when he saw, you know, Wrestle Dream 99. Yeah. Uh, Wrestle Dream. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not being, <laughs> uh, listen, I'm just saying. And then all he's doing is he's, Tony Khan and AEW at times are buying old WWE stars who they've milked every dime out of that they possibly could. And what he's letting them do is let them be different and let them have their artistic freedom, which I love because we've never seen this side of, of, of Adam Copeland or Christian. So I love that for him. And I love what they're able to do. Same thing what we saw with Punk and Danielson, but realistically, the only way you're going to elevate your company, the only way you're going to take the next steps is if you invest in somebody and build. I'm hook, swerve. WWE did nothing with swerve besides hit row. You could totally, it's a blank canvas with swerve, excuse me, and he's taking it. Swerve just had an interview with Chris Van Vliet, and basically he said he's a mix of Demolition Man, a character from Demolition Man, and the Joker, and all this other stuff. That hangman page. I mean, he had a following on the indies, but not like he has an AEW. So there's a lot of people that AEW needs to focus on instead of focusing on the guys and girls who came from the other company and giving them a push. You know, like Jericho already did that for you guys. Take the next goddamn step. AEW is four years old, says BC Driver. Jesus, how can there be megastars in four years from the ground up? Stupid ass takes. They don't <laughs> okay. create stars. They haven't. Yeah. The sure. fuck that what did I stutter? That's all right. I mean, so in four years to that comment, can you name one talent that they really built? Do they I have can't. a Braun Breaker? Do they have a Tiffany Stratton? No, they don't. I'm sorry. They don't. Oh, oh. 
So you can fucking miss me with that fucking bullshit. Give me a break. Nope. Um, that's all I got on my... How about my, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, Batista, all the guys that WWE made? All the girls that WWE made? You, I mean, again, you know... I, I could sit here all day. I know. It's it's the, the, the AW elitist, bro. They don't get it. And AW has it. done wonders for Swerve and Tony Storm. Very smart WWE, on that. WWE. WWE. No, AW. But, I mean, I understand that. But AW really gave them a completely yes. different... But well, that's know, WWE's fault. They, they, they didn't tap into potential. AW taps into uh, the potential of already uh, established yeah. stars, but they don't create stars. You know, I mean, I would love to see Willie Hobbs. I'd love to see Hook. I'd love to see Wardlow. I'd love to see more of Darby Allen. Um, but I mean, three, you know, four out of those five names that I just, you know, the one guy with Darby has already had a following. Guevara had a following. I don't know. It's tough. Creating it's stars tough. means the Nightmare Factory has to pump out somebody that's the next fucking coming of Jesus Christ and put them on TV. Has that happened yet? Zero. Yeah. No, not going to happen either. Anyway, man, that's all I got on my end. If you got anything on uh, on your side, I'd uh, love I, to hear I do. I have two things. It okay. seems as if the WWE Raw deal is going to be announced very, very shortly. It seems like Warner Media Discovery is going to be a head bidder for WWE Raw. Get JD, I I ask you this: if they go to T, if WWE gets Monday Night Raw on TNT or TBS, is AEW dying? <laughs> yes yes they are i didn't right. think that was a possibility neither man but why would say- they make that what what's what what's with all the fucking smoke and mirrors tony Khan. oh i love i'm not gonna do anything to disrupt the partnership there's a great partnership with warner brothers discovery and they love us and we love them and all this other bullshit why would they do that to tony Khan if there's such a so- great relationship there so I laughed at this when I first saw it. This re- this was like out a couple months ago, and I laughed at it. But when CM Punk showed up on Saturday, I was like, holy, and he's attached to the Raw brand. I always think of different things than what the typical wrestling fan will look at. They're like, oh, Punk's back. This is awesome. He's going to take out Seth Rollins and Stokely Steve Austin. And yes, well, that's true. But I thought to myself, is this because of Warner Discovery? Are, is WWE... So close to signing, like, the, are they going to get what they want from Warner Media, Warner Discovery? And CM Punk is like the last little, like, hey, hey, sprinkle on well, that. Wait, wait, wait a minute. So, so we're, we're really going to get one Bill Phil. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Long term booking, man. You got to love it. But that's oh. what I'm saying. It seems as if the final three bidders for the, the, the head bidders are, um, what I said, Warner Media. Uh, Discovery, FX, which is owned by Disney, nah. and Hulu. Nah, no, they're going, Am- they're going Warner. Or Amazon. They're going, man, Jesus Christ, where's AEW going to land? Well, I mean, Raw's not going to be on all four of those platforms. I don't know where AEW lands. No, if, if, AEW, if AEW does not have TNT, TBS anymore, and WWE lands on those networks, where's AEW going to go in 2024? That's what I'm trying to say to you. Like, I think, we, you know, we all talk about, like, death nails of talent going somewhere else or here or there. You want to talk about a shot. CM Punk goes to WWE, and then WWE signs a their media rights for Monday Night Raw with Warner Discovery. Dead. Dead. Man, that's that. That's 
that that's I don't know, man. That's that's some funny business there. You mean to tell me that WWE has all these different fucking places now that they're with Endeavor, they got Disney, ESPN, all these networks. They want to go to fucking the one place where their competition is. You don't mean to tell me yeah, that's why not? not a fucking chess game upon epic proportions to 100%. kill AEW? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I mean, but what better way? I don't need to buy half your roster. We can't compete with your checkbook because I mean, the cons money is low. So we were talking about AEW potentially getting anywhere in the ballpark of six hundred to maybe eight hundred. Maybe, maybe this is what the rumor was—a billion. We were talking about, uh, you know. But now, if they go to a different network, man, they're not going to get anywhere close to that original number that was being reported. They get three three dollars. I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but if WWE goes, if if that if they sell Raw to Warner Discovery, the content that me and JD are going to be able to put out will, I mean, it's going to be unbelievable. But I I I feel sorry for AEW because realistically, it's like, wait a second, you just chose but the what about the chick, what what, what the chick what, with the what us what, her what, what about the streaming deal her I've been here for four years. What what about the streaming deal? Fuck your streaming deal. It's WWE. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 is going on here, man? You're pretty May- confident in this happening, man. I believe. Look, when you say something, man, I believe you. Because I know I, you're not going to put your name behind something that isn't fucking at least somewhat a nugget of truth. So I had I had no like when it first hit, I was like, no way, it's just not happening. It's just not going to happen. And now it's starting to pick up a lot of momentum, and it seems to me like a lot of major news outlets are reporting it. And I'm like, mm, there's a slight possibility. And I was certain that WWE was headed to F or raw was headed to FX. But the fact that that hasn't been announced. And now that we saw CM Punk, Phil Brooks on WWE TV, and he's attached to the raw brand gives me a lot of hesitation. A lot. That is, that is crazy. I got so many fucking, I got so many just like, how, like, where do they even go? I, I know the streaming deal for AEW is, coming i don't know where now is there, a, can, is there a possibility that wwe and aw can both be on Warner brothers discovery is that is that out of the question oh no it's not out of the question I'm, it's not because i believe like uh wwe or espn has uh nhl uh and ufc i mean it's not like that it's not but i mean do you really think that warner brothers discovery is going to pony up that much money for two wrestling entities and even so do you think tony's going to be okay with having his competition on the same network, I don't maybe, think maybe maybe AW goes to USA Network. Maybe they go to Fox. I I mean I don't think USA Network does. I don't think NBCU does business with AW. But I mean you never know. What about the know. NBA? I don't know. I just think that this is starting to get to a point where like there's there's a lot of smoke with this Warner. That so many so many right so many questions. Does, does the NBA now go to NBCU? Exactly. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know, but I think the announcement's coming very shortly. I think within the next like month, you find oh out where Raw God, is. God, man, can you imagine the fucking wrestling space on X? If AEW loses uh, out on Warner Brothers Discovery and WWE's over there, yeah, we'll be fucking raising the flags of uh, dead AEW's dead all fucking all all winter long. Yeah, I think a lot of um, I, I don't want to say bad blood, but I think a lot of hesitation when they created a brand for CM Punk and Warner wanted it. And now it's it's based that that brand is dead. So really? you, I, you I, think that was a huge deciding factor, like knife in the back. You know, maybe, maybe did they don't trust the company to to do uh, good business? I don't think that, but I 
again, I, I hate to say something that I don't have a ton of um, backing. No, from. we're just talking about possibilities here. I just don't think that Warner. I don't think that Warner Discovery wanted CM Punk to be fired. I believe. I, don't. You. I believe you. I don't. I think that they they wanted him hook, line, and sinker. However, we had to. I don't have think anybody him. truly wanted CM Punk to be fired, but the, a decision had to be made for the fucking you know harmony of that locker room. Yeah, and I think that's basically what Tony and and the people at AEW sold to Warner Media, Warner Discovery, and I'm not quite sure they're too happy with what transpired. Yeah. And I know for a fact they're not happy that CM Punk is now with WWE, unless they're going to get in bed with WWE. Jesus Christ, man! That Winter Is Coming show is going to fucking be a reality. It's going to be a fucking cold winter for AEW if that's the case. Jesus, Christ. I hope not. I got a lot of friends over there, but I mean, me I too. Just, I love AEW. We don't want to yeah. see them go nowhere. No, me either. I but there's a lot of smoke here with with Warner Media, Warner Discovery. <laughs> you guys are fucking crazy in the chat, man. AEW to the weather chat. <laughs> Come on, man. Nobody wants to see that happen. No. Paramount, I mean, there's a cut, there's a ton of networks that they could go, but they're not going to get the same money that that was being reported uh, about a year ago. No. So. no. Anyway, uh, that is all we got, guys. Uh, we're going to get into the Super Chats and then get the hell out of here, but uh, I want to thank you, and Drew wants to thank you as well for just showing up. We had 3,000 plus in here on, on a Tuesday night. That is uh, one of the largest audiences that we've had so far. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the discussion. I know... Uh, a lot of uh, back and forth, a lot of uh, I like it, I don't like it on CM Punk. At the end of the day, we all love CM Punk. We're glad he's back. Maybe Jesse doesn't love CM Punk, but I'm glad that he's back. Drew's glad that he's back, and it's going to be uh, a wild ride going into WrestleMania. Drew feels the way that he feels. I feel the way that I feel. I always want, I, I'm always the type of guy that expects, you know, better. Uh, and, uh, and Drew obviously made some excellent points here, but at the end of the day, He'll be back on television on a weekly basis, and it's only a great thing for WWE television. Do you uh, think AJ Lee's going to show up? In, uh... Yes. Yes, I do. I think Nick Con- Nick, I, I, I do not put anything past Nick Khan now. Mm-hmm. And Good. I do think that if that household can make double the income, they're going to take it. Why not? Even get, La- even get Larry to walk out there and fucking be uh, in the corner of AJ when she has her match. There you go. Anyway, guys, hit that thumbs up. We're 50 away from 1,000. Super Chats, get them on in. Go check out all the other content. We had record-breaking numbers this weekend. It was unbelievable. Um, unbe- I, I still can't believe it. We had 9,200 people on uh, Saturday. It's fucking crazy. We had a, yeah, we had we had 3,000 in the year, yeah. man. So. Yeah, 9,200 on Saturday. Another 5,000 or so on Monday. We had uh, another 3,000 today. You guys are kicking ass, man. Love to see the channel growth. And Drew and I love that you love what we do here on Tuesday night. Follow us on social media at Andrew Baydala on X at JD from NY206 on X. And please hit that subscribe button down below and turn on the bell for notific- notifications. Uh, Chris with a two. Raw was horrible last night. It was Vince. Definitely him. No, it wasn't. Bruce had nothing to do with the show. Stop. Billy Sizane with the two dollar super. Happy early birthday, Andrew. Have fun at Dynamite. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. If anybody uh, watching the show will be at Dynamite tomorrow, I will be ringside. Feel free to come over and say hi. Am I going to see you on hard cam? Well, no. maybe not. I don't, no, I, don't uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. I'm right next to uh, the medical staff okay. and where Justin Roberts is. Okay. Uh, Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. I think Cody has moved to SmackDown after the Royal Rumble. Yes, I do. I think Cody heads to the Elimination Chamber, wins it, and then declares that he's going for the SmackDown World Championship yeah. however we get there. 
Chris with a two. Happy birthday, Andrew. By the way, I'm getting a punk t-shirt. You should. He sold a lot of merch, and thank you mm. for the birthday wishes. I how much of that? Uh, how much of that contract is based off merch? I think there's a lot. Yeah. Uh, Colby with a four ninety nine. Do y'all think the punk promo was designed and Seth feud will unravel everything we want to hear, or do y'all think it's him trying to be better? I think a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think CM Punk comes out and goes scorched earth in his first promo back. I just didn't. It wouldn't have worked. Elite Combat Club with a new membership. Thank you, brother. Shell John with a new membership. Thank you, man. Sean Ray J with a 10. I think CM Punk's role is playing the hypocrite. He's going to make everyone think he's changed while Rollins continues to derail, take his title, and then Punk will turn heel and prove Rollins right. I think I think we're going to see some things for sure. Paul Van Tassel with a $5 super chat. I'm going to be honest here I uh, that I'm not the biggest CM Punk fan, but I get the business side to make money for everyone. That's what it's all about. It's a wrestling business. Uh, Eclipse Game Show and Horoscopes of the Five. 100% agree with Drew. Only bitching is AEW Marks. JD is literally lying when he said he did say all that shit yesterday, and I still can't say what he wanted. And still can't say what he wanted. I didn't lie about anything. What yeah, are you JD's not, about? JD's not a liar, I'll tell you that much. I didn't, what am I lying about? Get out of my chat, bro, and take your $5 back. Fuck off. Golden Boy with a $20 Super Judge. Drew, your opinion is heard, but I agree with JD. We didn't get anything about AEW. We didn't need anything about AEW. All the wrestlers there, but come on. Are you there to be champ, unfinished business, etc.? Anything. I'm not. I'm back. I'm happy. AJ's good. It felt flat. I that I understand. Everyone's got their opinions. I Mine differs. Golden Boy also with a $2 Super Jab. We didn't need to hear anything about AEW. I didn't Listen. I, I wasn't expecting to hear anything about it. There was a subtle shot there about AEW about it. I'm not here to fr- make friends. I'm here to make money. Yeah, and I think some, one other point that he made, but uh, he was never going to mention AEW or, or Tony Khan by name or or anything like that. I'm sure he's NDA'd out the ass, but, you know, it did feel uh, a little flat, like Golden Boy said. Yes. Uh, Edward Lou with a 499. I respectfully disagree with your POV, Drew. The punk moment fell flat. And sure, pipe bomb wasn't needed, but at least a little spark isn't asking much. Again, you know, it's okay to uh, feel that way. It's okay to feel how Drew feels. I mean, it's obviously a hot button topic. Do I need to come on here and, like, sing Culture Club? Give it time. I mean, like, what do you want me to do? Give it time, guys. Come on, man. Uh, Arrangements with a 999. Hey, guys, we'll listen tomorrow at work. But if Punk vs. Seth is the plan for the Rumble, do you think they would be booking themselves in a corner by giving Punk a loss or hot-shotting the title on him? No, it's okay for CM Punk to lose. Let's, you want to do, all right, you want to come back? Take, take a couple of L's maybe, I don't know. I, again, you guys make too much out of wins and losses. I mean, if he if he wrestles Rollins in the main event of WrestleMania and loses, he still got he still gets what he wants out of it. He gets the main event of WrestleMania. He never had that before. Yeah, the one thing that I thought was hysterical um, that I think Punk is going to like really regret saying is, go be a go sign with WWE and be a part of a buy one, get one extravaganza. Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, I mean, how much, I mean, you got to admit that that MJF promo was, was fucking spot on though, even though it's like, yeah, we know where it's going. It's going to be a story with Rollins, but PG Punk, man, it's, I, I left my ass off of that. I think they just didn't want to give you too much too soon. I, I mean, they got a lot invested in the man and it's been a long time coming. So let's see what happens. Golden Boy with a 10. I think CM Punk is great, but you can't say how much he loves the crowd and how their love brought him back only to smirk at the camera and say, I'm here for the money. Uh, Love 
brought you back or money? That's he's conflicted with himself. That's the story. He, Seth Rollins is going to call him a bullshit artist. Sean Ray J with a 10. The point of Punk's promo was to show how disingenuous he is. J.D., you mentioned him looking like he didn't want to be there. Was done on purpose. He's telling people what they want to hear for now. Okay. Very good. Zachary with a 499. Gunther won't be in Berlin. Immigration problems won't allow him to leave the United States while they are working on his papers. I read this somewhere a while back. I thought he was... Now, is it Bash in Berlin or is it... uh something before that i don't think he's gonna backlash i don't think he's gonna be a backlash in, in france right i you know i don't know people's visa statuses yeah. or anything else like that so i i can't uh, comment on that it might have been in the news I, I mean i don't care honestly hopefully that gets uh taken care of poppy sensei with a five dollar super chat i still love the idea of gunther to win the royal rumble win the world heavyweight title and vacate the ic titles the longest champ ever to never be pinned world heavyweight champ for two plus years i think he should drop the title um, I, I like the, the whole thing of like, Hey, you want to know what? Like I never lost this. I also, and he could drop it and they can have a tournament. I get where a lot of people are coming from where he could make a star on his way up to dropping that championship. He being Gunther, but could you imagine Gunther rolling into WrestleMania, still holding the intercontinental championship going against Seth Rollins? I mean, that suspends your disbelief because it's like, Holy shit. Is Gunther going to really hold both championships? Is he going to beat Seth? Yeah. Uh, that's a, that, that does add a level of unpredictability to and it. And put both titles on the line. Yeah. yeah. That way Seth would be the man who defeats Gunther yeah. or Gunther's the man that defeats Seth. I like it. Yeah, I like that a lot too. Uh, listen, I either one I take because, I mean, Gunther could do whatever the fuck he wants and I'm going to be for it. But uh, I, I think him putting somebody over would be absolutely maximizing your roster to the best of its ability. Plus, you know, he, he put over uh, Ilya Dragunov the way that he did when, when Dragunov beat him. So why can't he do that on the main roster? So... Yeah, I, I, and I'm with you. I mean, he could he could drop the title to Braun Breaker yeah. or something like that, you know, like really make somebody. But uh, I I think it'd be cool to have the Intercontinental Championship and the World Heavyweight title, you know, title for title. We haven't seen that since Hogan Warrior. Yeah, uh, I love that. Uh, Lucky Geo with a 499. Seth versus Punk for the World Heavyweight Championship, 9-1. Punk wins. Cody versus Roman, 9-2. Cody wins. Gunther versus Lesnar. Gunther wins. Thoughts? Well, we just talked about that, brother. Uh, that is a we huge did. possibility. Uh, Three Kings with a 16 months. Seth, whole story for the past two years is I'm the company guy and I'm defending it against you versus Cody versus Logan Paul and now versus Punk. Definitely a work. I thought it was a work the moment I fucking seen him throw the F-bomb. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the whole mannerism. It just seemed very, very staged. Yeah. Captain Solo with a five. Is that WWE doctor that Punk had beef with still in WWE? No. Chris Chris Amani's not there anymore? Uh, arrangements for the 499. Do you guys think it's now possible for Mercedes to return back to WWE, or do you believe she is still AEW bound? Uh, we talked about this tonight, brother. Uh, there is a possibility she could go back. Nobody really knows if she signed with AEW or not, but the impression is that she's going to work some with AEW, and uh, I just want her back on TV no matter what company. Theme Parks, $2 Super Chat. People forget Vince and Austin podcast. Vince's apology. About what? Punk? Yeah, I don't, about what? Yeah, no, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about there, but if you want to elaborate, go for it. And I think the doctor that Punk had a problem with left in 2022. Okay. Uh, packing heat with a five. Does Punk signing with WWE get Fox back into bidding for a, uh, bidding for Raw since they wanted Punk before? I don't 
I don't think so, right? Possibly. I don't know. I mean, I think all, again, <laughs> the signing of CM Punk yeah. has a lot of wrinkles, and this definitely helps WWE's media rights. Yeah. Delightful entertainment with the 199. AEW, where the inmates run the asylum. Yes. You know, to that point, Tony has so Tony Khan has so much on his plate, and he has so many talented minds, both men and women, in his locker room, uh, on his staff. He should really utilize them to their full potential. Uh, Nick Post. Pasitano with a $10 super chat and a 13 month membership. Thank you, brother. WWE blew a big opportunity last night having non WWE watchers like me watching last night, having to sit through three hours through a Nia Jax match, Cody crying routine, a jelly roll segment, and then Punk's PG promo. Again, when did brother, Cody cry? He was crying when he mentioned War Games. Oh, because of his father, you <laughs> fucking heartless bastard? <laughs> Listen, Nick, you make you make a solid argument, brother. I, I get it. A lot of people watched uh, that have not watched before, and that show was the show that they watched. Totally understandable, man. Listen, uh, Nick, you heartless son of a bitch. Does Cole have to be the devil at this point? Yes. Yeah. If not, who would make the most sense storyline-wise? Thanks, guys. Cole. So, yeah, either Cole or I don't know how you pay off a Tony Khan devil, but, I mean, that that... I don't know. Those are the only two options for me right now. You can miss me with Ziggler and Riddle. Yeah, yeah no. fuck that. Uh, though I do think we see him at World's End. Uh, not in that role, though. Uh, Hoodlum with a 499. What's up, Jay-Z? What's up, Andrew? Today I turned 31. I just want to say I've been watching you since 2014. I've been a supporter since. Drew, you're cool AF. Thank you, brother. Happy birthday. You're cool AF, too, man. Trey the Trillist with a two. AEW didn't build Moxley either. Mox made himself. Yes. We didn't mention Moxie because that was hopefully apparent to most of you guys. Right. And but AEW let Mox be like hardcore Mox. Yeah. Uh Will Chisholm with a five. If WWE uh goes on TNT and TBS, that would be the biggest FU from Punk and Triple H to Tony Khan. Nick Khan is the real kingmaker. You want to talk about a pipe bomb. Mm. All WWE has to do is trot out CM Punk to open the first show on TNT or TBS on Monday Night Raw and be like, well, guess who's back on TNT and TBS? One Bill Phil. Mm-hmm. With no counterfeit bucks. Uh, Michelle Moran, $2 Super Chat. When do you see Jimmy and Solo turn on Roman? Could be WrestleMania. I, I thought possibly, but I think the cracks in the foundation will happen after Roman loses that championship. Jim Cornette. This is not the real uh, Jim Cornette. 199. Seeing Bruce ran the show last night. Had nothing to do with how bad the show was. The show was bad just in general. Hey, James E., could you give more than a dollar? You're yeah. loaded. Yeah. Uh, basic with the 499. All WWE needs to do was get rid of the dead weight, which is Vince. And now the sky is the limit. No comment. You can thank Omega and the Bucks for not doing business. So AEW's biggest attraction went the competition that's a bad look says basic with a 499 indeed agreed basic uh will uh with a five i thought tony khan was crazy when john cena was on nxt we thought tony khan thought we were crazy when john cena was on nxt i don't want to see what happens if WWE take their shot and get a bigger deal chris with a 499 what's up jd and drew uh, enjoy Dynamite tomorrow. Happy birthday, Drew. Question, does Gunther win the Money in the Bank in June or win King of the Ring and Gunther wins the world title at SummerSlam? Thank you for the birthday wishes. I would have Gunther win the Rumble. JD? Uh, I'd love uh, a King of the Ring tournament back on television. That would be fantastic. 
And it fits Gunther. So. Yeah. Um, Gugs with a 199. Let's not forget whose game this is. Whose game is it? Paul of X, Triple H. Yeah. Dr. Evil Genius with a 499. Would CM Punk do a cuck angle with AJ Lee to help WWE get the right offer from Paramount? It's a possibility. AJ, AJ, I mean, uh, who 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 would be the, the cuck there? CM Punk, I'm assuming. Right? I can't believe we're, we're at, I'm not, no. Come on, come on, man. Uh, campaign Poppy with a 199. Why did Punk shit on commentary team? I mean. Uh, be- because there's a lot of people on the commentary team who call themselves the best in the world. Yeah. TK Banks with a 10. Shinsuke said he'll bring the chaos to Cody last night. Chaos is a new Japan stable that Shin created that is currently led by Okada. Could Okada actually come to WWE? I don't know. Drew's uh, got his eyebrow raised on that one. Maybe he knows something we don't. I don't know. Uh, Campaign Poppy with a 499. Nakamura and Cody, what do you guys think? And we have Logan versus who at the Rumble? Logan versus Kevin Owens, and I said this last night. Nakamura is a very good in-between something for Cody to do on the road to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. There you go. Furious Nation with a 20. What's up, JD and Drew? With CM Punk back, business is to be made, and he's the best for business, whether some people like him or not. Uh, wish Matt and Nick would think that way, to be honest. And also, happy birthday, Drew. Thank you very much. Also, I do agree with both of you regarding the devil. The devil has to be Adam Cole. If it's Jack Perry, it's a disappointment. And screw Ryan Satin regarding Punk back. Honestly, happy Punk is back. Fuck Satin. <coughs> <laughs> 199, Dame. Just witness a pile driver on NXT television. Oh, man. Time's changing, bro. What a maneuver. Delightful Entertainment, 199. Seems like Tony is running a daycare. Wow. Okay. And Unknown Slays with the 499. Dom versus Punk, long-term story booking. No, thank oh, you. I think, I think Punk does want to work with Dominic, for sure. I'm sure he does, but no, thank you. What and, did you think of Cody and Nakamura? I never, we never got to that. Um, I, I don't mind it. I mean, for him to have a feud going into the Rumble, I think it's a, a good nothing feud. Yeah, it doesn't, do, it doesn't do Nakamura any favors, I'll tell you that. I think they'll have like some sort of like gimmick match on a Raw that they want to pop yeah. a good rating on. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got, man. That's all the Super Chats. Any uh, any closing statements before we uh, bid everybody I do? Would you dig Swerve as the devil? No. All right. Absolutely Good not. night, everybody. <laughs> Good, night. Good night, everybody. Thank you guys very much for joining us on a Tuesday night, man. A great show. Over 3,000 here. Furious with another 10. With Randy Orton going back to SmackDown to handle Bloodline. Could this be a way to get Cody to SmackDown following the Rumble and Elimination Chamber somehow? Yes. yes. Cody's going to win the Chamber. Yes. Guys, we'll see you next Tuesday. Right back here for episode number 25. Right here on Tuesday Night Titans. I'll be live with Jesse tomorrow night. AEW Dynamite and the continuation of the Continental Classic. Until then, please hit that thumbs up. And make sure you guys go check out all the other content on the channel. Drew and I will see you next week. Have a good night.